Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. I didn't really grow up on comic books, and so I'm trying. I know, I know. I'm such a poor, sad, sorry. <laughs> You're uncultured swine! <laughs> Nerd On. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nerd On, the <laughs> podcast you didn't need, but the one you deserve. Dude, one take. Well done. <laughs> I know. Finally. Where all nerds are welcome, whether you like DC movies or Marvel movies or even the Dark Horse movies. Or both. Or both. Or both. Or all of them. You can or like you all of them. just watch movies for entertainment. Or the Fox yeah. Cinematic Universe. Hey. <laughs> Whatever that was. Yeah, what would you call that? Is it the Fox Cinematic Universe? I call it a disaster. Yeah. Well, it started <laughs> off so strong. Anyway, Tom, what are we? Uh, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about Justice League, the Ooh. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. Yeah. Oh, Seventy years in the making. Oh shit! I'm not prepared. We literally, <laughs> we literally created this <laughs> podcast seventy years in advance because we knew this movie was going to come yeah. out. Yeah. Exactly. But first, we need to introduce ourselves. My name is Tom. I am the resident comic book nerd and. Film snob, but I will change it up a little bit. I do have a DC bias, but I'm going to see mm-hmm. if I can quell that mm-hmm. bias today with be- being very analytical, as you know. You do that. Mm-hmm. To my right is... Yes, look at that. I'm Josh. Just Josh. I do the audio for the show. Um, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's all I do. Oh, and some social media. That's all it's good for. And images. Like Ollie. You do you do you do the, you do the hard work. The, the work that no one wants to do. I'm kidding. Uh we all want to do all the work. It's great. Uh Ali, I am uh, your resident uh YouTuber, broadcaster, and uh lover of all things Batman. Mm. The Batman. The Batman. As it were. Like your shirt. Exactly. Like my shirt. Exactly like my shirt. Wow, yeah. I'm surprised you saw it under the sweater like that. I'm impressed. <laughs> I have small eyes. Doesn't mean they're not visible. <laughs> <laughs> means they can see through small spaces. They can. Um, okay. Uh, I'm Coco Pelli, the deity of fertility. Um, and I'm just here to have a good time. That means he has a big butt. <laughs> it does, and I play the flute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, let's get right into it. Justice League. Um, initial reactions. Uh, the Just Us League. Yeah, we all just watched it. It's been a week. Mm-hmm. Um, made a dismal ninety th- million dollars in the box office, yeah. but like a two hundred eighty mm. million worldwide. Nothing as great as like Thor, Ragnarok, or, or Wonder Woman, or Wonder Woman, or Spider Man this year. But still, we see it's going to make its budget back. You know, and yeah. I don't know if DC is going to continue steamrolling through, but um, it appears to be the way. Yeah, that they're doing it. Yeah. Corey, you want to start with your initial reaction of what you thought about the oh, film? Oh, man. Oh, well, dang. Well, let's talk about uh, where ever, we watched it. Yeah. But just, just uh, I'm sorry. We need to stop for just a quick second. Everybody at home, it's good that this is a audio podcast because if it were video, we would have to blank out things. Oh, I, I have a feeling that there is going to be naked. violence. Yeah, Tom's butt naked. Uh-huh. Ollie is in a loincloth. It's craziness. And I have six sweaters on. <laughs> um, as well, uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. spoilers galore. Heavy spoilers. So many spoilers because turns out this is not a review show. 
No. We're not going to hint. We are going to full on get in there and talk about it. Analyze the shit out of this. Yes. Thing. Peel those. So there back. will be specifics. Yeah. Spoilers. In fact, if we didn't have specifics, I don't think we could do it. No. So I'll go first. I already know I'm going to be the grump of the episode. I'd be grumpy Corey of That's the episode. Okay. Um, Doesn't have a nice ring to it. I I want to start off. I saw this at the Chinese theater with Tom, which was my first time ever Shout going. Out to Tom. Which was. The coolest experience ever. What a dope yeah. theater that is. We it went is to the, cool. the yeah. main theater there. Yeah. I had never been there. We saw um, the Killing, Killing joke. joke, but it was in one of the smaller theaters. Anyway, so the curtain goes up. Um, overall, not my favorite, okay. um, but there were parts I really enjoyed. So going in, I knew I was already going to be invested in Diana Wonder Woman's story because that movie was like one of the top of the list for the year for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew going in that that's who I was going to I think, kind of relate to the most, I guess, in a sense. Um, and I did. By the end of it, I was like, Wonder Woman was my my favorite part of that movie. Um, I loved Aquaman. I think Aquaman's going to be dope, I, I hope. I really like Jason Momoa, and I liked the scenes that they had together uh, in Atlantis, and uh, watching his character develop was really cool. Um, had some qualms with The Flash. Um, loved uh, J.K. Simmons' The Commish. I think that was probably the thing I'll say about DC films is that the casting's great. I think they fucking nailed it with casting on pretty much almost everybody. Shout out to Jerry Leto. <laughs> <laughs> you beat uh, me to it. Shout out to Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, the Riddler, right? Yeah. Um, but all in all, I had a really fun time watching it. I'll, I will get deeper into it, but that's just kind of my gut reaction okay. overview. Nice reaction? Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to say that I'm aggressively meh okay. about this movie. Um, I want to love it. Like it's one of those movies you take any screenshot from any of the any of the scenes, and it's like an instant poster that look that would look awesome on your wall. It's like a joygasm just yeah. looking at it. Yeah, it's a very commercial look. Yeah, very commercial look. But I had I just had issues with like the plot, the pacing. And like ultimately, like how like the villain is handled, and kind of like how it's a tr- how it's like a trend with the DC movies that I'm noticing of how they're handling villains and how they're presenting the like extended lore to you. But we'll go over that a little more detail. But that that was kind of the the issue, the big issue that I had with the movie, as opposed to like because I thought like the character interactions were probably the strongest between the actual like Justice League members. Um, yeah, as far as like what I enjoyed watching in yeah. the movie. Yeah. In addition to Wonder Woman, because she's awesome. <laughs> I like how so far it's it was okay, but wonderful. Wonder Woman was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, she is. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, she that is. That movie was dope. I love that movie. She <laughs> can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, before the show, we were talking about uh, our rating in terms of a hand gesture, mm-hmm. and if you have you ever seen um, <laughs> Gladiator. Gladiator when he's got his thumb up or down, everybody's was kind of shaking in the middle. Yeah. Corey's was kind of. <laughs> Tilting south. towards the south, but not all the way, not all the way to the south. No, never. Um, it was okay. It was, you know, you kind of watch it and you're like, you're really excited about it. And it was just kind of meh through the whole thing. There were a few things that I was like, yeah, uh, I'm rolling my eyes right now. It's just, it's, there's some of it that it was just so dumb to me. Like, um, it's a little I hope hokey. This is east. <laughs> I I feel that the DC movies are a little hokey, um, in terms of the way that, like the acting, 
Oh man, Tom oh. is. It's okay, Tom. We're gonna uh, get into it. We'll get into why it. Why do I have to sit next to Tom? <laughs> so do I. <laughs> why did Tom have to do Arms Day today? Oh, I guess no. that uh, should that bring us to Tom at this point. Yeah. So <clears throat> I wa- initial reaction. I watched it Chinese theater on Friday night. Um, Chinese theater is one of the movies, one of the theaters that like really kind of I am gonna reserve this experience for myself. I watched um, Force Awakens there, and I watched BBS there. And watching this here, I I was in the same boat at first. I was very like, you know what? This is just very okay. Mm-hmm. Very okay. And I talked to Corey a while ago about how um, Aaron Sorkin said anyone can make beef and you can make beef in different ways. And the number one way that you don't piss as many people off is you give them a burger from McDonald's. But as a chef, you don't want to make that. And this was a burger. This was something that was like very safe. Very yeah. vanilla. It didn't dare to go far. Right. Um, because of all the flack that DC gets. And I watched it a second time. I don't know if anyone else did. No? I should have. No. So I so Almost I watched did. it a second time in a smaller theater in North Hollywood, and I enjoyed it at least four times as much. Okay. Four times? At least four times as much. And it was really interesting because at, at that point, I was kind of just, when I first watched it, it was very like, Let's see where it goes. Let's see what it's trying to mean. Let's see what try the symbolism and and the connotation with the socio political world that I think DC tries to do a lot of the times um, that I feel like Marvel doesn't, which we'll get into in a little bit. But this, you know, watching the the second time, I was just like, let's just see the three act structure. Let's just see how it de- de- tries to develop the characters in the sense of the film and how to ensemble the team. And it does it very by the numbers, mm-hmm. very by the numbers. And it's okay. It's fine. It does it well. It's not spectacular. But then for me, I was like, I, was, I wasn't I was mad. I wasn't angry watching it. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm enjoying it. There's parts here. And there's and it's weird. Like I was remembering the parts where it's like, I wanted more of this. I wanted more of that. And then I'm seeing like, okay, I could see that. I could see that. I could see that. I could see that. There's definitely glaring things like the CGI and stuff like that. But like. You know, watching a second time really helped out a lot, which, you know, you could always take it at that point where it's like, well, if you had to watch it two times in order to enjoy it, then that, what does that say about the film itself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I take that with a grain of salt because there are films that I think have taken me a couple times to watch. Yeah. And that could be me, not, you know, less of the film than me. Um, So I think maybe in your case, it was less of the film because maybe the first time was a, was a gut reaction. Mm -hmm. Thinking about it, I did, I did enjoy Batman vs Superman significantly more. Was this theatrical cut or the ultimate? Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it was the full, the full version now that I saw the second time. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I left, I wasn't angry. I I mean, I was angry at one thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think they did justice to the flash at all. Uh, I thought at least Barry Allen's flash. I think it was Wally West who would have killed it. Um, but, uh, that was the only thing that that specific line to the, I hope this is East. This is definitely East was it hit me in the gut and I, I got, I We're dropped it like yet. it was hot after that. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> We're not at qualms yet. I know. Um, but my, my point is, um, I left still having been like, that was fun. It was a fun movie, but I think I agree with you saying it was very safe, which is, which is which is strange because I think you know they were like oh well let's let's respond to the fan feedback but they went too far the other way, does that make sense? Yeah. So we're talking about that. Let's go into like some specifics about the film, right? So we know Zack Snyder left at three fourths of the film. Yep. Yeah. Um. So he still was able to retain director, 
wrote credit. Mm-hmm. And then Joss Whedon came in, and so they can't write as like co-directed or anything like that. So on on credit and billing, it says a screenplay and story. They rap principal, right? Um, yeah. no, I thought no. so. No, he didn't rap principal. Like there was still like a, some chunks that stuff. Joss needed to do, yeah. and then okay. he was going to direct all of additional too. Okay. So um, yeah, three fourths of the film. Um, and Joss, you know, has been known in the Marvel universe to script Doctor Everything, and Joss is slated to do um, Batgirl. So it was made made sense, you know, get the guy who made Marvel what it is today to you know do it. When I actually kind of attribute that to John Favreau, I was actually. gonna say I as well attribute yeah. that to yeah. John Favreau because th- that and made Kevin the polish Beggy. for everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we know that Joss now has directed a fourth of the film. Fire Junkie XL and then put Danny Elfman in there. Danny Elfman utilized his own uh, score and also used some of John Williams' original Superman score, yeah. um, which um, is interesting. By the way, also one of my favorite moments in Justice League was when they have the bat signal on <laughs> and it pans up to Batman and you just hear the fucking animated theme song yeah. or the uh, Tim Burton <laughs> movies. Just that da 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 Tom yeah. and I both leaned over and were like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I fan, I fan Which the real film hard. has a, is chock full of like really those like, oh, that's awesome moments. Um, uh, what else is there? Uh, Kevin Sujahara, the Warner Brothers executive, big, big honcho, um, mandated that the film be no more than two hours. So okay. it's, at a, it's a very slim 121 minutes, which is slow on all cinematic universe movie comic book standards. I think the only thing that's shorter than that is like Deadpool. Yeah. Um, I don't even think at that point. Which f- I wanted more of by the end of that film. Was it just so they could play more? Per day? Well, I think it's kind of to Corey's point where there's so much backlash that people are like, it's long, it's contrived, you can't tell a story in two and a half hours, so you can't tell a story at all. Mm-hmm. So it's like, make it lean, make it short, make it easy, go ahead, bye-bye. Here's your happy Got it. toy. Um, so what was Avengers, do you know? Off the top of your head? Oh, I don't know. Okay. No. Well, I'll look it up while he has a point to make, I think. Um, really cool fact that I love is that this film came out November 17th, 2017, 16 years after Justice League animated series came out. And that was directed by – that was the Bruce Timm uh, oh, animated nice. series that we mentioned before from the Batman animated series. Kind of spawned the Superman animated, <laughs> then the new adventures of Batman and Robin, then Batman Beyond, and then Justice League. Mm-hmm. And so it's like all this stuff is like really kind of – and to me, I felt like DC really, really tried – hard to like appeal to some loyal comic fans by introducing not introducing but just kind of like giving a little bit of a fan service and the tough thing is for casual movie goers they're like i don't why why does this matter why is it such a big deal if like the flash and superman race yeah but it's it's a really big deal for a lot of comic book fans so there's that that is something i liked about it i know some people had some issues with that little post-credit scene but i thought that was actually one of the highlights of flash in this movie yeah, um, was that little moment? So it was fun. I, I think you said it best. It was like I I didn't walk out angry. I was like, oh, that was fun. I had kind of a stressful time getting to the theater, but right. I watched it and I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yep. There were some laughing moments. There were moments where the audience was clapping, which was kind of cool. Oh. That was really fun when the audience was getting into it, and like when certain characters would come on or. When it ended, people clapped. I'm like, yeah, that's fun. That's, that's cool. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like those kind of moments. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I mean, so let's just like talk about the film. Yeah. In general. So, I mean, it's like Batman getting into 
the swing of things. You know, the the synopsis say fueled by his restored faith in humanity because of Superman sacrifice, Batman and and Wonder Woman go and recruit the help of the Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman to fight a new threat, which is Steppenwolf. Yeah. Um, and I think a big thing that a lot of people missed. And the tough thing is for the comic book fans, they know. They know Steppenwolf is a stepping stone to Darkseid, and Darkseid is the big bad of right. the universe. And they know. have one line in the movie about that. Which is like, yeah, for Darkseid. Yeah. It's like, for unity, for Darkseid. But yeah. it's a very undertoned way. And the thing is, like, no one kind of knows, like, what this means. He's like, okay, he's some CGI villain, which is a big qualm that a lot of people had. It's uh, one of my biggest issues with The Hobbit, actually. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so throughout the film, Batman and Wonder Woman are... You know, kind of after the events of Batman vs. Superman, you see the world at a place where it's quote-unquote no hope. And I think that was really the message they were trying to push is that without Superman, there's no hope. There's no S. Yeah. Um, um, that introduction of Wonder Woman in the Justice League was so cool. Yeah. yeah. I loved every second of that. And just seeing, you know, because the last time we see her use her abilities is, it, you know, World War One Or World War One. Yeah. World War One. Uh, it was going to be two, wasn't it? And they changed it. Uh-huh. Anyway, World War One. And so to see how far her abilities have come in that span. Oh, yeah. And how much quicker she is and, you know what I mean? Stronger. It was so cool. I loved every second of that uh, action sequence. Every single second. It was funny. Like, I remember when that scene, you know, the opening sequence where you see Wonder Woman, what she's been up to. And uh, she's, like, this hero now. And for some reason, I just got reminded of Linda Carter, you know, the TV show. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because her big thing was, like, I can deflect bullets, and she would just like put her arms up, and it looks like she's dancing. And I was like, I wonder how that would—that's gonna—they're gonna do it because the way that Patty Jenkins did it in Wonder Woman was just very kind of like slow mo, and you would see it's more just very choreographed. But Zack Snyder is a very visual, hands-on director, so it's very much like he's gonna do it in such a way where it's CGI and it's gonna look really cool. Because to me, I think hands down, Zack Snyder's got like some of the best CGI fights, yeah, out there. Fight me. You can fight me all day you want. Man of Steel had like it's some just, of the it's dopest framed well fights. and yeah. people in the right positions that just yeah. look awesome. Yeah, so uh, that to me, it goes a long way. Yeah, it kind of feels like something that you'd see in Square Enix stuff. And you're like, <laughs> dude, this is dope. Why don't they have this shit in movies? And you're like, oh, okay. It's like Zach's art. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's something I give DC credit for. And I think I said this in our initial like reaction on Friday. It was like, Zack Snyder is really good at panel to picture. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you look at 300, right? Where there are literal, like, 90% of the film, if you look at it towards the graphic novel, are shot for shot, detail for detail from the panel. Um, So not only does it look visually cool on film for people who aren't familiar, but people who are familiar with those kind of stories, it's a little something more as well. And I think he really nailed that with this film. There's a lot of cool moments Mm -hmm. where you're like, that is straight out of a fucking comic book. One of my favorite parts was uh, the bat signal, them going to Gordon. And just the way like oh, yeah. Batman came down, yeah, I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> no, and then I mean, even like the poster, the "You Cannot Save the World Alone," mm-hmm. like the high contrast and the shadow eyes, is like straight out of Alex Ross. And Alex I was going to say that. Yeah, Alex Ross is like he's known for drawing, you know, the superheroes, ultra realistic, uh, ultra realistic, right? and having human models. Mm-hmm. And it's there's even art exhibits. And I remember if you used to go to like a Warner Brothers like retail store, they would have like pieces of art of Alex Ross. Like still, uh, like, like drawings, yeah, and it's, his stuff is what inspired Unbreakable. Uh, yeah, uh, Unbreakable, correct. Yeah. yeah, the 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 Superman coming from home where he's like in this Clark Kent outfit and his like shirts open, so you see the S, but he's like asleep on his couch, mm-hmm. and it was like showing the reality of like even superheroes get tired. Yeah, and it's like and that's it's beautiful. Inspired M Night to do Unbreakable, unbreakable which but, I thought was really yeah. cool. But uh, back to the point. Um, yeah, what I is think the point? 
Well, no, no, I think that is exactly <laughs> what I mean. Visually speaking, and they shoot on film too, which is another thing I think DC does a little better. That makes makes their films look a little more comic booky in the sense where it's on film, it's beautiful as opposed to Marvel's all digital, I believe, right? Yes. So, so for all the film that snobs, depth. yeah, for all the film snobs, I mean. Film is a chemical reaction. Digital is something that's just captured, and then they try to color correct and replicate to make mm-hmm. it look like film. But the thing is, <laughs> um, color specifically is really hard to emulate. So a lot, a lot of digi- a lot of digital does. They do it in gray. They do it very flat. And so what you would notice, um, and then add the color after. Yeah, I'll give you guys some homework. If you look on the corner of the screen, if you see anything that's black, compare it to the end of the of the screen that you're watching the movie theater. If you see a difference, you can tell it's digital because you'll see a little bit of gray, and that's a terminology called true black. You do not you do not get true blacks with digital unless they're color corrected very 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 well. With film, true black all day every day. Yeah. So and it's a higher resolution. It's higher resolution, and the thing is, like uh, Marvel's gotten a lot of flack for the fact they shoot digital and everything looks mucky and and gray and all that stuff. But the thing, it works to their advantage in actuality because it's an aesthetic that looks real. It looks yeah. real world. Yeah. looks like our yeah. world. And it looks like what crime dramas used to look like. But in the other sense, we could be on the other campside where you want this fantastic world with heroes right. and vibrance Slightly and Slightly above, like, right. reality. And that right. was my main issue with Man of Steel mm-hmm. is that he had desaturated it to a point where Superman's flying against a gray sky as opposed to a blue sky, which is, as far as I, I mean, when I used to be a bigger super, I'm a bigger Flash fan now. When I was younger, I was a huge Superman fan. And that was something that was really important to me is he's supposed to be this thing of hope for a brighter day. And I really missed that color in Man of Steel. Yeah, Yeah, right. Vibrance. Yeah. And I think they brought it back for Batman vs Superman, which was really cool. Yeah. I mean, and you could see just in the yellow of his suit, it's just Mm -hmm. very like dull yellow. And then all of a sudden Batman vs Superman, it's like, Jesus, he's wearing like Royal Navy blue and it's like (laughs) golden and and red. It's beautiful though. I love it. And I mean, you could look at the Dark Knight trilogy. Batman Begins is orange, Dark Knight is blue, and then the Dark Knight Rises is white. Like they have color palettes you can see. And sometimes in Marvel films, just just looks bits of gray mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a, a weird very aesthetic big thing of it anyways but I mean with Just League movie you know just uh, Batman and Wonder Woman end up getting the entire well, team together can I, I just wanted to say something real quick but just because I haven't said much <laughs> sure anyway um, I appreciate the darkness of like the DC movies like the so I'm not I, talking about tone of the movies no 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking a little bit about both like visually, it's a little darker, but it's also the grand feel of the movies is a little bit the darker. The weight of it, yeah, the tone. Like it's, I appreciate that. I think um, for me, as we've discussed in previous episodes, um, my burden. I didn't really grow up on comic books, and so I'm. Tra- I, I know, I know. I'm such a poor, sad, sorry. <laughs> You're an uncultured swine. I know. Um, but I, I, what I'm thinking about now is that when it comes to comic books in terms of like hero comic books, and again, it's just like any kind of music or anything, it's like, well, then you're just not reading the right comics. Is it's like there are some things that I'm like, okay, I just really don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's not gritty enough or it's not, you know, it's like I like reading the hero comics that are gritty that I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And so when I see a superhero movie that's – but doesn't make sense because he, the Marvel movies are so bright and fantastic and whatnot and the DC ones are so gritty and I love the Marvel movies. Yeah. But 
I don't know. What's my point? I don't know what my point is. Well, I think I agree. I think I DC does well, especially with Batman. Like if yeah. you look at the Nolan films, there's nothing wrong with dark and gritty, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think for me, I'm going to bring this back to Justice League a little bit. And this may be, I think it's a, a, a trifecta of things going on. I think it's A, the studio's trying to pander to what, what Marvel's established as far as the yeah. fan base goes and what people expect from superhero movies. Yeah. Um, B, I think it's a little bit of Joss Whedon uh, putting his too, maybe too much of his own flair into Snyder's universe. Yeah. Um, and I think the third issue that's kind of going on is that they kind of lost a, a tone with this by playing it safe. So I think yeah. those three things combined with Justice League – do you, do you agree a little bit with that? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like you're touching on a lot of good points, and I want to make sure we get to all of those points because, like, specifically, I when Marvel came out, not one you wouldn't hear blogs and articles saying like what they should have done. Yeah, and there wasn't this huge outcry. People were like, Marvel should just do what Star Wars did. Marvel should just do what Lord of the Rings did. You never heard that. But now, <clears throat> now that we have cinematic universes, you always hear that DC should just do its own thing. DC yeah. should just do what Marvel did. DC should have done this. D- like, it's never just like, why don't you let it be what it is? And I think that's the tough thing. And typically, if you're right now, you'll probably look at all the articles. Is how DC's identity is consistently changing. Yeah, because oh, which it, I mean, it is because like the Dark Knight trilogy made it one thing. The Dick Donner Superman, you know, saga made it another thing. Yeah, and so I mean, you go from like a super hopeful, he has nothing to do, but foiled Lex Luthor's weird real estate plans to, you know, now you have a crime drama, like noir thriller, Nolan. Now we're going to fantastic Snyder. Right. Well, they're caught playing catch up a little bit, right? Well, why do we have to call it catch up? And that's, I think a big thing is because we have to look at it in the sense of like, well, one versus the other, instead of like, why can't these existences happen? It's like, we don't look at like the James Bond series as something that's compared to something else. That's like on like the fast and the furious series. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, well, like, those like, are very different to, things. Fast and Furious has to catch <laughs> if up. If you want to go Jason Bourne, I could agree with you. Okay, they were, or like we'll say like <laughs> the James Bond series versus the Mission Impossible series. Okay, is it like, because it maybe feels like the MCU sort of developed organically? Can what was, became the MCU? Well, I actually have have a point of why I've specifically called it catch up, and it's not the fact that I'm putting that label on it. It's the fact of that's what the studio's doing, right? So they, I agree that we should have let it be its own thing and develop. I don't care how far behind quote unquote behind the MCU it is. I would love to see it develop in the sense of like, before we had Avengers, how many films, solo films did we have for each character to make sure we care about all of them? Four. Was it only four? Are you sure? Iron Man, Iron Man two, Thor, well, incredible Hulk and then Captain America five. Okay. But we had specifically for a majority of them and I'm going to get back to the characters that we don't have stories for. Uh, we care about them individually, right? So when we brought them all together on film, it was this cool thing of seeing all yeah. these people we love together. Um, that you're forced to kind of like like because of the hero's journey and right. like that. And so to that point, like <clears throat> Joss, really what he had to do was just play with them. Like kind of what he does, he's good, to, he's right. good at that. Firefly, and that's why I, Buffy, With you Angel. Con- uh, contribute uh, Favreau and Faggy to building this universe. Joss is just good, in, good at juggling characters really well. Well, I'm... I'm- What's so funny is like right now our conversation is kind of a classic example of a thought that's coming in my head. And we talked about it in a previous episode of comparing like if this didn't happen, would this be still what it's thought of? Right. So like let's say if 
the Marvel the Cinematic M- the, Network. The, the MCU didn't happen, and this actually happened first. Would it be flipped? Well, and I the, think I think a good comparison is because we're taught we're comparing it right now to the MCU. Well, when the well, MCU, sort of, was, I have a point to when it. When the MCU was budding its head, yeah, Dark Knight trilogy was happening. Yeah, and Dark Knight trilogy was self-contained. Yeah, right, and that's what it was because, like, at that point, Warner Brothers was just like, "Let's just make these movies. If their stories will continue, they'll continue." But we don't need to make a shared universe. And then Avengers was like, "What the fuck, you got? Like, we have two hundred and eight, two hundred point eight million dollar opening weekend. What do you got?" Well, okay, wait. Yeah. But so my point, my point is, <laughs> we built these character characters up. So when we saw them together, everyone lost their shit. Now, the arguably the weakest characters in Avengers are. Black Widow and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. And I credit that to not having their own films. I went into Avengers going, I don't know who the fuck y'all are. I know everyone else. Right? Even the Hulk had his own films. While it was Mark Ruffalo, I still understood conceptually why I should care about this character and where yeah. he's been. In the universe so, that they have so built. Coming into Justice League, not really having a, a Batman film, not really having a Flash, Flash or, a cyborg, or a Cyborg film. Or an Aquaman. Or, right. I had trouble relating to what they're about. Yeah. And so that was kind of what I, I was lost in. And by the end of it, to be fair, I really dug Cyborg's story probably the most out of all of them. Which is something that, uh, like, and, and we're, we're nerds. Something that yeah. a casual yeah. movie v- audience goer will, like, have trouble with versus, like, me being the comic fiend, I was like, I I know everybody's story, so it's, like, very easy. For, I'm, for me, I'm just more looking like, how are they going to mesh? Right. So, and like, I'm, and, yeah, I And get that's that. a good point because, like, a majority of the audience does know their backstories and stuff like that. And in a sense, we in know a, why yeah. we should care about these characters. But I think what DC maybe have been banking on is the fact that, oh, everyone likes Batman, everyone likes Superman. And everyone loved Wonder Woman. But what in reality, what we're thinking of is like, oh, I loved Nolan's Batman. Oh, I loved the Batman anime series. I love Superman anime series. Why do I why should I care about this specific Batman and this Superman? And I don't think for me, with like Flash and Cyborg, they've uh, they hadn't earned it. For me, for me, I like, guess. I kind of makes sense. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah it, it like so. it makes total sense. Um, to me, like to your point, um, Tom, like, thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't see where I'm pointing. Uh, he flipped me off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with his loin I cloth. Think, I think this is a like this DCU like DC cinematic universe is like suited or marketed to mass appeal, but they're movies that like maybe are not best suited for mass appeal. Like we'll get into this, I think soon, but I don't know anything about Steppenwolf. I've never heard the word. Like I had to go home boom to being, being very frustrated with what was happening with the plot. Go talk to my roommate who is up on DC comics. Why the hell didn't you ask me? He was he was the first person I saw. After I he was a little more. He was a little more open. Rude. He wouldn't like. Um, I, I, no. I, I went home like the hour. Hey Josh, after why don't you I talk to me about some uh, <laughs> Destiny or some other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you about Destiny. Okay, that's cool. uh, Return it. I'll stay afterwards and okay. we can talk <laughs> for hours. All right. Uh, but he told me what a boom tube is. He told me what a mother, mother box, box was, and like. I was like, what? Like, I didn't get any of, of like, what that was. Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean. And so you but, definitely don't know, Josh. I don't know anything. Yeah. I, you make I am that John clear Snow. every time. I know nothing. Yeah. I, well, no, that's not true. I know what the mass public knows. Yeah. But I don't know a lot. Like, uh, this is how much I don't know. I went, A, 
I didn't I I know conceptually of what the Justice League is. But I go You have a fucking Justice League and you have fucking Aquaman and Flash and I'm like Cyborg, who the fuck is Cyborg? Like oh. I'm like Oh, I see what you mean. I'm like, I was yeah. like there are some things that I'm like What's wrong with Flash? <laughs> For those of you out there who don't know Flash is my favorite DC superhero, so. But anyway, I'm like who the fuck is this? Like but I'm I'm uneducated. Right. I'm but, but I bring that stupid. up not as a I actually don't bring that up as a qualm, <laughs> but I bring that up to illustrate a point of like if the if the MCU wasn't there and we got these movies, I feel like they would be appreciated more maybe because they weren't they're not being compared to the MCU and just being seen as like almost kind of like Nolan movies where they're kind of like isolated into themselves and they're and they have a very specific like like task or a very specific point to them. And like the Snyder movies would have just been like Kind of like watching 300 or whatever, where it's like, this is just an adaptation of like the comics, maybe a bit more literally than mass appeal would be comfortable with. And maybe that's okay. Like maybe, yeah, maybe you have to be a little more familiar of what a boom tube is before you can go watch this movie. But if you do, and I guarantee if I, now that I know what I know going into it, like a second viewing, which I hope to do this weekend or whatever, um, or this week, I'm sure I'm going to appreciate it a lot more because I'm going to understand what's happening kind of. Yeah. Um, but I at the same that. time, even after talking to him, we couldn't we couldn't answer the chicken and the egg question of of did the crack cause the boom tube or did the boom tube cause the crack? Like did Steppenwolf so come down move- because of that, or or did that cause a boom tube? Then he came down. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say is like, the boom tube thing the thing that came the, out of yeah, the sky? Okay, sucks him back up. So the weird, him down. so watching it again, I think I'm definitely pointing out a plot hole. Because Victor Stone explained, so there's three mother boxes. One, the Atlanteans have one, the Amazons have one, man has. And men, they don't kind of explain where it came from. Victor Stone's just like, hey, we've had it for such a long time, yada, yada. Sounds like the Tesseract. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's really unfortunate. I'm sorry, but we it's have really hard that. not to compare it. Compare, compare it yeah, because no. it already came. Because it's like, uh, sorry, it's really hard not to. Well, I mean, that's just human nature. We always well, I, do I, prejudices I, and judgments based on prior experiences. Right. I think if we didn't have the MCU, we'd be comparing it to Nolan's anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're going or to if compare we didn't have it Nolan's, to we'd be comparing it to Tim Burton's well, Batman. Well, I'm going to compare. I'm, we're going to do comparisons to things very soon. But, you know, we'd compare to something else. But um, so, yeah, man had theirs. And the thing is that Victor Stone verbatim said this one started reacting the day Superman died, mm-hmm. which is weird because mm-hmm. when you go to the Batman vs. Superman, you see the footage of when uh, Silas Stone, um, Victor's dad, um, saying that it's reacting before Superman dies. Hmm. And it hmm. then integrates with uh, Victor and then integrates the machinery around him and then becomes cyborg, which well, I'll, t- I'll compare it to it. It's just a nod to the new 52. Um, and, <laughs> but even if it was after, but I mean, it, it, the weird thing is like that what they said was like, oh, because, because what Steppenwolf says like, oh, your mother, you're calling to me because yeah. the Kryptonian's death has created so much sorrow that I can come and like destroy this world. Yeah. And the parademon thing, feeding on fear and all that, yada, yada, yada. But, um, yeah. So that's the weird thing. It's like, we saw the Amazon, the Amazon one crack. We saw the, the, uh, Atlantean, Atlantean one yeah. cra- crack, and we just knew that the the the, the man one already right. happened, and so it's kind of like that's just a weird kind of timeline one, yeah. plot point where it's kind of like plot hole where it's like, 
Well, when did it really open then? Because it happened before Superman died, yeah. unless that video footage was from the future, which is a whole other can of worms we'll talk about, which I could talk about. Um, Are we going to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> not, not on this episode, but yes, we will. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of weird. So yeah, the mother boxes started, the, the Earth one, I think, is the one that started it. The Earth one started it, and then the boom tubes opened because Steppenwolf was in exile, and that's another story too. Um, yeah, so it was in exile, so he came down, and then it opened up the boom tube. But the thing is, he is controlled of the boom tubes everyone from apocalypse or any of the new gods and new gods is another big combo thing that they will talk about them who don't know what is apocalypse apocalypse is the home uh world of dark side and steppenwolf and steppenwolf is the general and actually the uncle of dark side you know what have been a great an origin story an establishing shot of that yeah well that's the that's the thing they said it in the in the in the flashback it's like the unity will create this blah blah and then turn the earth into Steppenwolf's homeland and that's where he resides and that's all they call yeah. it. that's all they say mm. and so that you don't hear it as apocalypse you see a little bit of how it would look like in Batman vs. Superman during the nightmare sequence which I think it's not really a nightmare anyways but you see like burning fire from holes in the ground and like omega symbols everywhere which is and parademons flying everywhere yeah anyways um so is it yeah. terrible that every time uh, Steppenwolf came on I couldn't stop Thinking of the '70s uh, Canadian rock band. I like to dream. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that's that's a magic yeah. carpet ride. Uh, that I know plane about anyway. That's I. Every time I. Why I'm, don't you come with again, me, little girl, on yeah. a magic carpet ride? You know yeah. that song? Nope. All right, Tom. All right, copyright. Anyway, Air Five. Oh yeah, can we even <laughs> sing that on here? Yeah, we can. Yeah. But to to Ollie's point, it's like there felt like there was a lot of things missing, and just kind of pointing this stuff out, more factual things from trailer one to trailer two to trailer three. That's the shift between Joss and and Zach, where they yeah, you know yeah. traded gar- trade arms, and the sh- and kind of what you saw with Suicide Squad, a huge tonal shift. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Suicide One marketing was like gunmetal, it looked cool to also ne- neon lights and Bohemian Rhapsody, and yeah. everyone was like going crazy, like oh this is gonna be cool, this isn't all right, and then. You know, all the comic book people are like, oh, my God, Joss Whedon's going to direct it. It's going to be amazing. Danny Elfman's going to use the original score. There are so many things that sounded great. But the thing is, like, sometimes two great things clash. And some people say Zack Snyder isn't great. But there's also so many rules. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, we already brought up of it, it, it being a safe movie. It's like, you know, sometimes you just listen too much. It's like if we listened to every comment we got, this show would be in a completely different show. Yeah, right. And it's A lot it's, of fists of mine would be flying. Yeah. And so it's... <laughs> You know, studios have their they have their rules, and they're like, yeah. okay, these are the rules that this needs to follow. It's like under two hours, or it blah blah blah, or this this and this. It's like just try to not have any rules well, and create the greatness of it, two things. You know, it's like I'll, I'll reference, there's opportunities. I'll reference a funny meme that I saw, which is like the DCU uh, enemies, and it's like it showed. Zod, and then it showed Dark uh, Doomsday, and then it showed Steppenwolf, and then it said WB editors. And, I, <laughs> and um, I think sometimes I really feel like it is that studio intervention that does fuck some shit up because yeah. it was their mandate that it had to be two hours long. It was their mandate that it had to be a little bit funnier. And jo- I think Zack Snyder's smart. Like, he may be arrogant, ignorant to whatever, and he has his own style and all that stuff, but he's not stupid. He's mm-hmm. he's going to see comments. He's going to hear what people want. Yeah. And I mean, when BVS first came out and it had that like 36% of Rotten Tomatoes, he, he solemnly and very, I think, like just purely said, like, I just wanted to make a movie that comic book fans would enjoy. Yeah. And he's like, I wasn't doing this for critics. I wasn't oh, doing this for awards. My heart just hurt for a minute. And that, I think that's to me like 
that's the thing. Like, and we've said this before. It's like comic book fans, you should be happy that these films are getting attention at all. Yeah. And stop trying to destroy them because it yeah. is you guys are destroying it. And it yeah. is because like I feel like there's so much weight on BVS. And we've talked about it before. If it was just a run that the director was going to do a comic yeah. book of. If we went in with no expectations. Like we don't look at Frank Miller's Batman as the actual canon Batman, right. but we love it. We yeah. don't look at Spider-Man 299 as the actual run, but now it's part of the universe, so it doesn't fucking matter. Um, Bad anyway. example. Yeah. This is Snyder's <laughs> run. Yeah. yeah, and this is Snyder's run. And the thing is, like, you you know, there's year, run, there's year one like Mark's, Batman. Mark Webb's run at Spider-Man. Yeah. Sadly, these are <laughs> I just want to see what he do. I just want to see what he do, to be honest. Um, these, so, what are you yeah. saying? Sadly, these runs last a decade. Yeah. But, and yes, they do. And so, I mean, for me, my big thing is kind of like, I'm really... I, I I'm gonna I stay awake late at night thinking about the Steve Jobs movie that would have been directed by David Fincher and Christopher and and had Christian Bale as Steve Jobs. Yeah. But I also stay late at night now thinking of what happened to the other fifty minutes that was cut out of this film. Because in trailer one, you had that awesome line from Steppenwolf saying it's like, No Kryptonians, no lanterns, no hope. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, and it's gone. like, and to me, like, that but they had is, to make room for Flash to ask which way was east. Yeah, they don't. And there's a there was a shot of I'm not gonna let that go. There's a fl- <laughs> there's a shot of the Flash okay, saving Corey. Iris West. Yeah, or Iris, and she's not in it at all. And she's not in it. And uh, and those I think those are the little things that you know. And are we gonna find out what that what was happening in BVS when we see the Flash? Kind of, you know, that dream sequence I, that he I had. I can talk all day about that. Yeah, I, I I, think we will. But my, my point about the Iris West and stuff like that is is maybe those were little things that I'm, I'm missing as far as, like, caring for characters. Like, that may have given me a little more, like, insight to that. So, um, And there's, you know, the shot we saw in the trailer, in trailer one, where Cyborg's flying towards the moon and his entire, like, face gets covered in metal. And it's like he has a full, like, a- aviary yeah. suit, assault suit. And then... There's the shot where Wonder Woman lands right before fighting Steppenwolf, but Flash and, or Cyborg and Aquaman are right behind her. And she says, shall we? That never happens. Yeah. These are all things that are cut out of it, which has actually been a big issue of mine from, which was a big issue for a lot of people with Suicide Squad, which is a big issue of mine of Civil War and a big issue like with some small things of Marvel stuff. They represent me, something. Yeah, and it's like, I get falsely. it. I remember when Corey and I first looked at BVS, the trailer, the first trailer came out, and Corey said they showed too much. They showed Doomsday, and I think the rest of the world said the same. Yeah. And it showed like a, a CGI version of Doomsday that wasn't that great. And then in the movie, it looked better, but whatever. This one here, it's like, well, now you showed me things that I don't even get to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's tough because, again, that intervention of having it, oh, you're limited to only two and a half, two hours. Not even two and a half. Not even two and a half, which is like mm-hmm. yeah. fucking ridiculous. And it's like, what happened to it? And so it's like these things and what to me. Oh, I, to answer the, from before, I know I said I'd look it up. Avengers was two hours, 32 minutes. Half hour, yeah. half hour of content that makes it you gives so much more. Like, yeah, for those of you at home, thank you for waiting for that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty and minutes later, they forty Googled minutes later, it the instant I asked it. Yeah, I know. And so <laughs> that brings us to like Batman vs Superman. The theatrical cut was two and a half hours, and then the Ultimate Edition came out to be three hours. And I will say this: I watched it with Tom. I've only seen the Ultimate Edition, and he pointed out every single scene that was new, or at least wasn't in the theatrical. I, I was literally watching. I was like, "That's new. That's new. That's, That's new." new. And I kept a mental record of all that shit. And after the movie, he's like, what do you think? And I was like, I think if I had seen the theatrical version, I would have hated it. I'm, it's still not my favorite Superman superhero movie of all time, but I enjoyed it. 
I had a lot of, again, I had a lot yeah. of fun watching it. And I think there's part of me that, and this is, I might get some flack for this. I wish Justice League was a little more Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition in the sense of, I think, you know, they had a great tone in that movie that I wish they had kept. And I agree that that tone works well for maybe Batman and Superman, not so much Wonder Woman and Flash, that kind of grittier tone. Well, so there's a whole camp of people who are like, no. Superman should be happy. Superman shouldn't be sad right. and be conflicted that he's helping people, but he's politicized. And it's like, well, but I I love that. I I, love I do think he. I don't think he has a problem. I think he does enjoy helping people. I think the the polarizing thing for him is that why why am I doing this if no one cares? And like I I think I missed that. In Man of Steel, you never really, as a character arc, nothing really changes for Superman, right? He doesn't really learn why using his powers for good is a good thing. It's or- more of a self-discovery story, and that's always been the difference between Batman and Superman. Yeah. Superman, Batman has to become a hero. Superman has to more like, am I going to adopt my Kryptonian car- heritage or my yeah. human heritage? There's a struggle. So so I didn't feel that in Man of Steel, though. I didn't. I, well, as a character, no, from beginning to end, it's it's just Superman, and I'm like not saying that's a terrible thing. Well, it's not more of like a growth thing. It's more of just a decision, and it's just li- like weird linear decision of like, do I out myself or do I just stay in hiding? And so that's why there's, it's not much right. of like this whole development. Yeah, thing. and I I think I wish there was a little more so that the conflict for himself internally in Batman versus Superman was a little greater in mm-hmm. that sense. Um, but I, I think I, I'm not in that camp. I don't think he has an issue saving people. I think it's the, how, how, what am I doing wrong? Like, it's almost that if you, we think we've all been there where we're trying to help someone or like if someone's in a bad mood, we're trying to help them and they're just angry and you're like, what am I doing wrong? Like what? I'm just trying yeah. to fucking help. And I think that's more so where it's coming from. Not so much that he, why doesn't he enjoy helping people? Well, I mean, that's, I've heard that argument. And yeah, I no. It. And, and I, I don't think you're part of that camp, but also the thing is like, I find that what DC movies have tried to do is literally take these heroes because they were written way before the Marvel ones were. And the big controversial things like, well, DC movies and DC heroes are like gods and like Marvel heroes are like humans. I'm like, you're stupid. I can't relate <laughs> with a kid who shoots webs out of his wrist. I can't relate with the guy who's smarter than ass and makes a metal suit. I can't relate with the guy who shoots steroids and became a war hero. I can't relate with a Russian spy who ended up defecting to the U.S. I, as much as I can't relate with the guy who wears a ring and flies around in space. So shut up. You're dumb because they're are you all... Are Green Lantern at the end there? Yeah. They're all <laughs> combo characters at the end that are like on Earth yeah, for right. a reason. Well, and I think, you know, that, that goes to my point. Again, where the, the characters are developed a little more. Like, uh, people. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. powers are whatever. Well, a lot of people use that argument of, like, DC DC characters are gods, and then Marvel characters are humans. I think that's the dumbest argument yeah. I've ever heard. I agree. Um, my, my big thing... Oh, God, I kind of almost, like, f- messed up with it. But, uh, like, my big thing is with the DC heroes is, like, they take the theory of heroes... And then throw reality to it. And we all yeah. know this in, in life. It was like, when we get the instructions, like you should do this. And we get like yeah, IKEA instructions. Like it's very easy to put this 40 pound weight above your head. It's like, no, it's not. And screw this in together. It's like you, the reality hits you. You're like, no, that doesn't work in a, like a reality where like you have to have emotions. And like, if you do the right thing and no one tells you what to do and how to do it, Superman's going to get po- like judged, polarized. Like you're acting unilaterally, unilaterally as a God. You don't answer to anybody. And that scares people. Right. Like, and that was what Civil War was all about. Yeah. It was like you guys the have me- movie. you guys have megaton bombs that you don't even know where they're at. Yeah. And it's like 
oh, you have a vigilante that literally beats and pulverizes people, and the cops are okay with it. <laughs> like, you, like you, the, the reality of that people are not was that seeing. the um, the the shortened synopsis of Batman? Yeah, I, guess, I mean, it's the spark notes of Batman. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. And I and I will compare to this is that all the Marvel heroes don't have secret identities. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, no one has a secret identity. Yeah. In in the entire DC universe, everyone has a secret identity. So you literally have two lives to work with in DC, and you have no you have one life to deal with in Marvel. So it is very easy, and that's that's a oh, writing I, thing. I see what you're saying. It's that they Iron do, Man's but they out, just don't show it. I, no, don't. Iron Man's outed himself. Captain yeah. America is an agent of Shield. Black Widow has no identity. Hawkeye literally lives in a like a, a remote farm. Uh, Thor is a god who doesn't need to answer anybody. So Hulk he just, is the only one who really. The Hulk is the only one that went, who ran away. Yeah, Spider Man. But then the thing is, well, he's, they, he's they, not in the MCU. Well, we don't see the. To be so bad. I know. We but we don't see in the DC universe. We see them at work. We see them, you know, at the office. Which uh, to or me, whatever. I feel like we see that with Iron Man. I which mean, that's I, his whole story arc of the first film. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, at the very end, like it's done, and so like everyone needs to know that stuff. There's no contrived like, oh, keep it a secret. Which I think, which I love. That's why I love Spider Man so much is because he, in the entire Marvel universe, is like the one that's kept a secret. His identity is secret. Batman, he's got to deal with Bruce Wayne. Clark Kent, you got to deal with Superman. It's like it's like you have these are the things that you have to deal with, and that makes it so tough. But then they take a liberty of like, oh, Lois Lane's going to know right off the bat. They're like, oh, well, fuck that. And it's like, ugh. You know how many years it took for people to know that Iron Man was like Tony Stark for the longest time? He said <laughs> Iron Man was his bodyguard, and they got rid of that in two seconds, in two yeah. lines. They said this is a stupid tabloid. It's like, oh, and I don't know. To me, I feel like that's a big thing that happens. Like Marvel gets a lot of passes, while DC kind of like has to continually trip over themselves, like the Flash did. Because there's yeah, a difference. In thank that. fucking I because hate that. God bless. Ultimately, when God I'm, bless the Flash is a klutz. And unless, and if you want this to lead into qualms, I don't know if we're there yet, but. I do. I do uh, want to do some comparisons first, but before okay. we get to quality, but basically that that comes down to like, for me, Marvel tells a really good story, and like it gives me a cohesive narrative, with like it introduces the plot to me in a way that I can understand it, in a way that I can get invested in and feel the stakes for. That hasn't happened for me yet in a DC movie, where to I me to so bad. all the events are like. They're like two foot, two feet above my head are happening up here and I'm down here and I'm like, I just want to know what's going on. You know, I want to be up yeah. there flying yeah. around with you guys, but I can't. I, I, I want to feel the gravity of the situation, but I don't understand the situation, feel the gravity for it. Yeah. And I'm a nerd. <laughs> I grew up on Batman and Superman and I didn't get it. Sure. And yeah. it's like, that's what it like. I didn't feel like offended by the movie in that sense, but like close to it. I was like, I feel like. I want to love this movie because I love what I'm looking at. My eyeballs are happy, yeah. but my heart isn't. Aww. <laughs> Aww. A lot of heart strings. Should we hug him? <laughs> yeah, give, me no, I, give me your hand. It's okay. I mean, I, well, I want it to be really good too because, I mean, actually, funny enough, DC houses my two favorite superheroes, and they are Batman and Superman. Mm. Like, I have, when I was growing up and even now, I have socks that have Superman on them, and they're like my power socks. Like, there's something about those personalities of Batman and Superman. Like, they just are, they're like my spirit animals. And I love them. And so when I see these movies, I'm kind of like, but I want you to be so good. Mm -hmm. You're not. But my friends. My, <laughs> I don't want to trigger friends. Tom, but I feel like, <laughs> generally speaking, I feel like I enjoy DC Comics more than Marvel Comics. 
But you so, enjoy the Marvel movies more than you do. And I, I enjoy DC animated more than I enjoy but Marvel. But the potential's animated. there for the DC movies. And the thing yeah. is, we say DC's got to catch up to Marvel, but we don't say DC, like Marvel anime's got to catch up to DC. Oh, right? I or, will all day. Or Absolutely or we, does. Or we don't say <laughs> the last few Spider Man video games got to catch up to Batman's video games. Right. We don't say those things. Well, yeah, we know they do. Not really. It's the Spider Man ones? Absolutely. Oh, I, I, I know it. But yeah. I, I, I refuse to join the race. I refuse to be part of the whole, like, the toxicity of what nerd culture can be sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. It, it's nothing but, like, and that's why I, I don't go to, like, Reddit well, sometimes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I don't think I, I, and, like, I know I said it earlier, they're playing catch up. And I, I think that's what the studio's attempting to do. And I think what I meant by that is, like, I hope they stop trying to play catch up and just kind of nurture their own universe in a sense. It yeah. sounds like they are, I think, trying to go that direction. After this, I would hope so, because I don't personally think it was time for a Justice League movie. No. Like, like I there like, needed to be some more development there of needed the to be characters a, there involved. There needed to be a foundation for it. I think yeah. for pulling that many big characters and personalities together, there just needed to be a little yeah. more. Yeah. I, mean, I would have loved to see a full Well, it's universe. like we've talked about this a lot, right? Like, for me, the DC Universe is not a well-lived-in universe yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think... I, I want more of that. And I do. I really like the characters, um, except for what they did to Flash. Uh, and I want to learn more about them. And I think I would have liked to. I mean, in a tough semantic argument, every single city and every single location is fictional in, D- in DC. Yeah. In, that matters. In Marvel, there's 400 superheroes that occupy New York. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like how many heroes you needed for one goddamn city? You guys suck. Anyways, but Jesus. Central City, New Star York City, does kind of Gotham, no, <laughs> Metropolis, <laughs> the Mascara, really. Atlantis. All these places don't actually exist. Yeah. So it's like to, that's why to me, my point like, is it's kind of hard to say like they, the Star City, the Mascara, Gotham, Met- Metropolis, they don't exist. Yeah. Is oh, it Gotham fuck. in New Jersey? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> there is an exit to Gotham in New Jersey. Um, um, but one thing I do want to make a comparison to yeah. is the fact that, like, I feel like this tried to utilize some things from the animated films, animated series, and the comic books. And so like the entire the beautiful music, the entire DCU oh. has been based off of the New Fifty Two, which was like when Man of Steel came out, and even since then, like now it's under Rebirth, which is like a whole new arc. For all you comic book fans, you know what I'm talking about. Flash, the- Flashpoint, but also it was because oh. of Pandora. But anyways, um. <laughs> like there's a bunch of different comic book tie-in events, so like post Civil War, you know, pre Civil War, Civil War Two, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Now versus like Marvel Unlimited, all this Ultimate Universe crap. Like to me, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe looks like Marvel Ultimate Universe, and the entire DC Universe now is like in DC New Fifty Two, which is to really try to catch up to Rebirth, which is a whole new can of worms of just talking about the differences of those. I'm sorry, I blacked out. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> because so uh, the original comic book for everyone's like, oh, well, it's not like that. And I hate when people say like, that's what our fans sound like. <laughs> I hate when people say like, well, that's not what happened in the anime series. Like, well, don't look at the anime series as the actual thing because the animated series took liberties from what the golden era, the bronze era and the you know silver age comics did. And so when the Justice League first got assembled, they were to replace the Justice Society and it was when Starro was taking over. Yeah. And it was a Green Lantern, there was a Martian Manhunter, and it's like there's no Cyborg. Cyborg was one of the founding members of the Teen Titans and then in the New 52, they brought in Shazam, they brought in Aquaman, they brought in um mm-hmm. Cyborg. And Cyborg was like the youngest member. And in this universe, I mean, in Zack Snyder's universe, 
the Flash is the youngest character. So it's like or they're arguably like the same age. Arguably the same age, but I mean, yeah. And there, I mean, there, that was the thing I was talking about before. That was got, stuff that got caught, like got cut. You didn't see Victor Stone in his football. You know, like leather Ever. varsity jacket, which yeah. I wanted to see. I wanted to see him go through his accident. You, I right. wanted to see him stop a tank from like landing on a cop. Dude, He's like, you should I would move. fucking watch a cyborg movie in a hot minute. I would do it instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would definitely watch that. Um, and, and, I mean, that, that, and I think you're right for your previous point of having a little bit more build up, like having. Having a Flash movie, even I know that you hated that Flash, but having it's not that, that I to, hated the Flash, I'll get into it. It's just that continue for it. I'll get into well, it. Well, I was just gonna say having a Flash movie, even if you didn't. Well, okay, I want to hear that, but having an Aqua move, Aquaman movie, which I hear is happening, James Wan. You, know, uh, you know, it's like having those things before we have a Justice League movie and then bringing them all together. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that. Oh, Marvel did it right that way. No. I'm saying that you took on a very big deal here. Yeah. Bringing all of these characters together. With rich stories. With rich stories. And then putting a limit on how long the story can be. You can only fit so much. Absolutely. Into it. And so all these all these characters are still people. They're yeah. still characters that have their own things that they need to do and whatnot. And so I'm, I'm there's a part of me that is really hoping that Snyder pulls a VVS and does a Ultimate, two and a half yeah. hour ultimate edition. I, three hour ultimate I'm 100% that because, yeah, I feel like when you cut the length, like, you know, a lot of film snobs will say, like, oh, well, if you can't tell the movie and blah, blah, blah. Honestly, the real rule is if you can't tell the movie in seven minutes, you can't tell the story at all. Yeah. But then if you can expand it, then you have more room to grow. But, like, I look at it as, like, you look at Tombstone. You look at, like, Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. Like, these were longer films. Mm-hmm. And they took a bunch of... Look at Logan. Well... Logan's a Western, but and the thing is, like, you don't, like, there's not an ensemble, like, right? Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're comparing like, it to stuff that have That have ensembles, casts, but right. didn't have, like, oh, we need the Doc Holliday movie. We need the wider movie yeah, before that. Yeah, true. Like, you can do ensemble. Ocean's Eleven didn't need to have a movie for every person. Yeah. You can tell But they me took the time to tell, to tell you me. who they were. Yeah. And so the thing is, you can do it. You can do but it. But I don't think you could do it in two hours. That's, that's asking a lot. Um, and the I thing know. is, I feel like you can, I feel like if you really tried hard, <laughs> you're really good with writing and really clever with it, you can tell me everything you need to tell me about a character within a couple lines or like one specific action, like really good exposition. Yeah. Like really like spot on and you could do it if you, if you needed to, if you were in a position like justice league where you weren't afforded a flash movie, you weren't afforded a Aquaman movie. Like, I feel like we didn't get that thing that cemented, you know, that I knew everything I needed to know about Barry Allen with like a couple things that he might've done. Yeah. I mean, like you could look at league of extraordinary gentlemen, you could look at Lord of the Rings, you could look at star Wars. They didn't have solo movies beforehand. Right. And the thing with Marvel, that was a huge risk. This like, no one thought Marvel movies were going to work. Tom Cruise turned down Iron Man. Yeah. And now he's trying to get in his own universe, which is failing. So I mean, like, there's a lot of things that are like that, that that don't go right a lot of the times. I mean, like, not to make a pun, but I think they did put a nail in that coffin. Oh my god, that's a that. uh, that's an extreme version of trying really hard to force something to happen. Yeah, like to the point where I didn't even know this. They the mummy had the dark universe logo in front of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know because I haven't seen it. Yeah. I just saw that like in a in a like a. Well, they kept it under something wraps. on. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, going back to it. <laughs> no, no, we have to stop recording now. We, 
Uh, that word this episode is done. We're, uh, no, continue. I, I think what, all the potential is just sucked dry. Like what? What they do have going for them? That oh, was geez. a vampire joke. That's good. There Thank it you. is. God. God. Oh, Tom is pissed. Um, but here's something that they do write that emotionally invests me in their characters, and I think that Marvel needs to fucking learn from this. A lot of movies need to learn from this. They have solid themes for their heroes. Wonder Woman has a solid theme. Now with uh, Danny Elfman trained, Batman has a solid theme. Superman has a solid theme, right? Yeah. I think on an emotional level, I was... Well, Flash now, his is the, always the, like, the very slow piano. Dun, dun. And then, and then right before that, they do the... Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I liked... Because there were moments in that movie and fucking Wonder Woman every time every time I heard that dun, 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 I was like oh fuck yes, yes this is happening I get super pumped and when they had the moment where they reveal Batman the, the tarp flies up and you see him sitting there when the, the spotlight's on and you hear that Danny Elfman tune I was there was emotionally like I got goosebumps when I saw it yeah. and I think that's that's if you pair that with the develop the character a little more you have fucking gold yeah. you have gold on your hands and that's why i'm hoping snyder releases a version where everything with iris is there or victor before he's you know cyborg i think i really am like crossing my fingers for it because i think that could turn a pretty fun film into a really good film and take out batman talking about something's bleeding take it out completely i was gonna say that i was like how would you feel if if and like I love Joss Whedon. Like, Firefly is, like, one of my favorite shows of all time. Buffy. Well, Buffy, I think that's yeah. why he works well in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Well, it's a little, like, more jovial no, tone. No, yeah. and, and we know the whole bathos thing. And the thing about Joss Whedon, his thing was, like, make it serious, make it dark, but think, but for love of God, make a joke. And right, so for yeah. me, like, he will make a joke. And, and that's the thing. Like, they try to copy that and emulate that. And to me, I also feel like, well, Tarant- Tarantino says... A good director, and this is complete bullshit, but I think there's some truth to it. A good director is only good for seven films. And so we made Hateful Eight, like, this is his eighth film. It's like, oh, whatever. But like, <laughs> Joss Whedon, I mean, at some point, like, and we've talked, and like, Corey and I have had conversations about like how some directors, like, will have a degradation. Like, yeah. some directors will just lose their spark. Yeah. It's a law of degrading. And cakes. I'm not saying like he's gone, he's washed up and bullshit. Like, some people say, like, some of the Nolan films aren't as good as his prior ones. Some of the Spielberg films aren't as good as the other ones. Like, but I can say that about anything. Like, just Joss Whedon coming into it, can does he really have a hold on you it? You can so say that about could, I don't think I don't think him and Snyder That's ma- the thing. merge as directors. Within a single scene, within one scene, with like like second to second, you could tell when there's a Joss. Shot, shot and, and there's Snyder a Snyder shot. shot. Yeah. yeah, like to me that the one that hangs out the, that stands in out in the flash is scene because there was a big one in the flash scene where the camera angle changed and it pissed me off. Well, there was the one in the hangar where they're talking about the mother box, and uh, uh, he's making a joke about going up against Wonder Woman, and then it cuts to Barry Allen making the joke about like, oh, we would totally be on her side. Yeah, and then it switches back to Bruce Wayne not even being phased by that. Like yeah. no one in the group that they were in. Was like it like heard that joke, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's compare like, that to the pet cemetery joke work. where they all react. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I loved that joke by yeah. the way. Yeah, I, and it comes back. Oh, pet cemetery. That felt like it was the, yeah. that was baked in. Yeah, that was I, Snyder, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, it, 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 like, or if not, then it was really well done. And Joss <laughs> found a way for me to care less about Superman than before. His entire because like you know that uh, that entire field scene was reshot, mm-hmm. and because uh, he had a beard, I. 
I oh hated God. that scene. And, and, but that's also a thing, too, is when... But in the trailer, it looked great. Yeah, where he grabs the leaf and he says, so I'll take that as a yes. And she's like, what? The ring. Yeah. And he looks at her and it's like, oh, it's a really touching moment. And then this just kind of like... Oh, Cringy okay, as cool. fuck. Yeah. So. How did it feel coming back to life? Itchy. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> And that's the thing. I, I what? And like, I, I really, for me, I hope for anyone that's listening. Oh God, my re- heart hurts. Really co- takes this message at home that just because something makes you laugh doesn't mean it's good. Right. Fly no. millions of flies eat shit every day doesn't mean it's good. And yep. so you really need to figure out like what is a good film versus what makes you laugh. Because like I've said to Corey, I wouldn't pay ten dollars to go watch something I could watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, that's a real big thing. And I hate to kind of put film on this big pedestal and stuff like that because TV now is in a golden era. Like, mm-hmm. and, and everything's going super movie, oh, yeah, man. movie production value. But it's like, these are kind of the writing jokes that I would see on like a sitcom. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't the, take this seriously. And if characters can't take them seriously, why should I to Ollie's point? Like, right. why would I feel the weight and gravity of their strife if I, they don't take themselves seriously? Yeah. I, I, I think that's a really good point. And I think... You know, I, I'm all for a joke here and there. I think they solidify stories, teach you about the characters, kind of stuff like that. But there were a lot of blatantly added jokes that I, if you had taken them out, I might have enjoyed that scene more. Yeah. That, do, the Batman, the bleeding one really stood out to me yeah. as like a, why Remind did, me. Why did why? I have to see that? So Superman asks him, I thought that was badass when he grabs him bleed? by the throat oh, and goes, yeah. do you bleed? Yeah. And I was like. Dope. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. And then he throws him on the ground when Lois gets there and he goes, something's bleeding. And yeah. I was like, what? what? What does that mean? What does that even mean? Like, yeah. I, and to me, Zack Snyder said... Like, it could have been better. It could have yeah. been a better joke. And to me, Zack Snyder... Like, it had to be. Well, well not at all. Like, in Hellboy, um, after, you know, the final act and he bl- and he blows up the giant monster, he was like, gonna feel that in the morning. Like, and it's like dry and all that stuff, but it's like, it made sense for it. And like, yeah. it felt yeah. like it had enough pause where it's like, Okay, he's been through a lot of shit. I um, st- I liked the line they could have used there where he says, you know, he could have killed you, and Batman goes, I was willing to make that trade. Yeah. I was like, that would have been great there. Like, if mm-hmm. he stood up and Flash or Aquaman or Cyborg or whoever was like, you know, he could have killed you, right? He goes, I would have made, I would have been able to make that trade. And then end the scene there, I would have been like, great. That was a fucking awesome line. Yeah. Well, I mean, now we know the length that Batman's winning. And to it's go still something yeah. you kind of chuckle at in a way, like depending on delivery. But right. It's like, yeah. And and one of my or favorite reaction. one of my favorite yeah. comic books is uh, Batman Hush, and Batman actually goes toe to toe with Superman, and Superman's taking control of over Poison Ivy's like oak, oak whatever, and mind controlling him to fight Batman, and Superman's actually trying to hold back, but he it doesn't look like it, and Batman has this entire monologue where he says like he and Batman has a kryptonite ring where he's like punching the shit out of Superman, and in his monologue he says like Superman could kill me in any moment, we all know this, and he's like. But the thing is about Superman, inside, deep down, he's a good guy. But I'm deep down not a good guy. And that's something that I felt like would have been good. Like, if the Flash came over or something like that and said, like, he could have killed you. He's like, no, because he's really, truly still in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing. is like Batman has so much hope for for the rest of the world. And he realizes, kind of like almost back to the Dark Knight, where he says to Harvey Dent, he's like, you're the the beacon of hope I could never be. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of cool where you can see that love happened with Superman, but it's just hard because BVS didn't give that much time for it either. Yeah. Um, I do want to get to one point, but because I know we want to get to qualmy qualms. Uh, but I, I, the thing is, is that I feel like this whole episode has been qualms. It has been a lot of qualms. I only have one more. I mean, I, and then I have favorite parts. Yeah. We'll talk about good stuff. Um, can I do my qualm about flash? Go ahead. It's a quick one. So Barry Allen, uh, first of all, shout out to, uh, Billy Crudup. For 
fucking killing Henry. it as his dad. Oh, yeah. That yeah. last scene where he tells me he got a job broke my heart. I was crying. I had tears in my eyes. Like, that like was a, job, a job. great scene. Um, but the way they play Flash, a little eccentric, I can dig it. If they want to make him younger, I can dig it. I knew they were going to play him a little young. But the fact that he's, A, scared about everything, a wuss about everything even, I mm-hmm. might even say, uh, two, falls over every single chance he gets, uh, and C, doesn't know directions, even though he's supposed to be a forensic scientist. Um, L- studying to become one. Studying to become and, one. It, and so that's, to me, the thing that they, me so much. they made a big deal about it in, like, articles and stuff like that, and Ezra Miller talked about it a lot in, like, interviews. Are like, this is someone that is in tune with the Speed Force, but is still trying to figure it out. And, and I get tr- that. And they try to do that with the TV show and how, like, also that version right. is literally like, I need to get faster, I need to get faster. This Flash is way faster than that Flash. And yeah. I'll say that. But the thing is, like, that Flash has, has now three seasons of, like, I need to learn how to use my powers better. Yeah. He has some good episodes where he can do that. And in this one, it's kind of like, I've never actually fought anybody and all that stuff, yada, yada. You know, we know the lines. I think that was great. The save one, I liked that scene, and then he saves everybody. And I was yeah. like, that's where he should pick up and be like, I get it. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I feel it's also kind of like Spider-Man where he's trying to like web web an entire ship together and it's not working and there's dumb things where it's like, I can't open up the window and I have to like have more force into it. So it's like, it's the growing pains and it's just kind of, to me, I think it's tough to see the Flash do that because the Flash has never been characterized in that way before, but that's some baggage I'm bringing. That's right. baggage I'm bringing too. I just didn't like the fact that he broke his ankle and then a second time he almost- broke his ankle. He got he? shot. He got well, shot He got shot Batman once, but well, the other time he tripped and broke his ankle. He just tripped. Oh. Well, he was, he was anyway. being like, I think, I think he was limping away. Uh, yeah, he was, I thought he was, I thought he was hurt himself. Him he sprang, anyway, the second time he falls, he would have fallen very far if Batman hadn't caught him. Yeah. So he's kind of useless. Well, the only thing he does that's really helpful is push a sword back to Wonder Woman. And catch things and blow up bugs. Blows up bugs and then complains about it. Yeah. I didn't dig it. Not my flash. Hashtag not my flash. <laughs> um, but one thing I do want to point out is that for me, the consensus that I'm seeing with a lot of people that I know, like, if you liked BVS, you might have some trouble with this movie. If you didn't like BVS, you're going to like this movie. Interesting. Which is really kind of weird because, I mean, like, you know, I have a bunch of friends. Like, that's kind of the See, fun. I'm in the, the former. Yeah, I have a bunch of friends who just text me. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I was like, guys, shut up. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> that's what yeah. Um, you like find out Thursday on Nerd exactly, <laughs> and so that's the, the kind of really funny thing is like a lot of people were like, "Oh, I didn't like BVS," and, and then like I would hear from them, like, "Oh my god, I loved Justice League," and it's just kind of a really weird feeling. And t- I kind of have to Corey's point where I wanted more of the tonality, the focus of Batman vs Superman, even though a lot of people say it was everywhere. I didn't think so, and I and I don't feel that. Well, the way. Ultimate Edition wasn't everywhere. Mm, I, feel like I would the say the edition theatrical, was a theatrical wasn't really everywhere either. It's just it was, there was just a big plot. There was just a lot of I things to do. Um, yeah, they were doing a lot. This felt a little everywhere to me. Mm. I felt like, not in the sense of story, but I felt like it wanted to, I think I, I explained it earlier, it was like three different ideas going at once. Yeah. Studios, Snyder, Joss, all like plowing ahead. That was, that was this. I liked BVS, and this was a, a step down for me. It felt less signature. All right. Yeah. All right. With that, let's open the hat. Let's open the gates. Let's do qualms. All the qualms I can make up. Or do you have any more qualms? Unless you guys are just slowly started seeping them. Back? I seeped them out. I seeped them yeah. out. Yeah. But like, I I think my mine were less qualms and more of like, 
I mean, my biggest qualm was Flash mm-hmm. and the character development mm-hmm. were my, my two biggest things. And instead of just kind of say that, I wanted to give counterpoints. So I think I did mine already. I I, I guess I can go. Um, I, I kind of alluded to this uh, a little bit. And my major issue was with um, the villain and the way it played out. Um, like I said, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand what was happening as far as like where this thing came from. Did this cause him to come down? Did he come down to get it? Like, how did that work? Um, I didn't even notice him take the earth. The one from man or whatever the hell, (laughs) like it fell on a car and then he had it. I was like, well, okay. Yeah. Um, which is strange because I feel like DC movies so far have done villains really well. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's their stronger point. Like I didn't get any sense of like where he came from. That's why I kind of made the thing about like an establishing shot of his own world. Like, I didn't. I didn't get any of his motivation. Um, why he was doing what he was doing, what his end game was. Like maybe he's making room for Dark Side to come in or something like that. But uh, I didn't like, and I didn't like the way he looked as far as the CG goes. Um, I don't know if that would have having an actor in makeup. I don't know if that would have maybe like it a little bit better. But it just felt like like he monologued a lot about stuff that didn't make sense that I don't didn't know anything about. And I still don't have to go like read I, comics to like get caught up on what that meant. And so like for me, I feel like I had to do homework to really appreciate it. And again, like to feel like the gravity of the situation and like what I did gather from it is that the world is going to end and he wants to like mm-hmm. terraform maybe, it. Maybe yeah, terraform it or something like that, which maybe wasn't. Maybe he's just truly making a doorway for dark side to come in or something like that. Um, and I still don't know where that's headed. Like, Again, bringing it back to Avengers, like with with Thanos, I do. Okay, Thanos is coming. That's the looming shadow, in the in the distance, you know. And every every couple movies, we get a we get a preview of that and how it's getting more and more and more. And and for me, I would say actually that's a funny thing because Thanos was never introduced until the Guardians. Yeah. And so you have like seven movies that literally are dependent on a post credit scene. When right. this movie kind of gave you an inclination tries to within give you that. the film. Right. But then you have the post credit scene with Jesse Eisenberg, so whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just like <laughs> I wanted to care more about it. Uh, and then the other interesting thing, and I want to know what your take is on this, uh, Tom. Shout is, out to Tom. Um, shout out to Tom. <laughs> is like, in BVS, at the end of it, Bruce Wayne is like, we need to assemble the team or whatever. Something dark is coming or something worse is coming. But I feel like they didn't need that for this movie for Justice League. I almost feel like the events of the movie kind of brought them together. Like you yeah. had the Atlantean, the Amazon, and the human cyborg. They each had a mother box. Like I feel like it maybe the narration might have been more interesting if they had to come together more naturally that way. I see what you're saying. And then maybe like the Flash is like just someone they pick up because because the Flash, Flash, and cyborg. The side the Flash of the road. is uh, Batman has the vision of the Flash. Maybe he knows. Yeah. Maybe he like like can comprehend that it's the flash or it's Barry, Barry Allen. He does some research, figures it out. That's him. And then he goes, gets him. So and it's like in the new 52 justice league, the, the first arc, whatever dark side is invading and it's Batman literally doing what happened in the movie. He mm-hmm. is on a roof and he's actually investigating a parademon. And the parademon is actually carrying a mother, a mother box. Okay. And the, the way that they use it a lot, you, it's there's like different types of boxes. Cause there's a yeah. father box. 
I don't even know sometimes. There's more than three, apparently, right? Yeah. And well, some of, well, some of the boxes, some of the things can create boom tubes. Some things. Right. Some of them do create the unity, and that's usually a, like a new Genesis thing. Um, but one of the boxes can create a boom tube and then um, can open up enough so that Darkseid can come through. Yeah. Because um, the thing about Darkseid, he wants to bring his planet over and blah, 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 conquer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but his actual goal goal is to find the anti-life equation, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, Batman is finding it, but then while he's, while he's like, investigating the Parademon, the Green Lantern is around. Mm. And the Green Lantern and them t- team up, and they're like, hey, um, we should see this. Like, this looks alien. And then Green Lantern's like, I know a lot of aliens. I don't see this before. But we have an alien here. And he, then they go look for Superman. And then Batman, Dope. Green Lantern, fight Superman. Wonder Woman is like on in, in America already, and she's kind of becoming this ambassador and all that stuff. And Cyborg's story is actually happening during it. So this is more of like an origin story for Cyborg. Okay. And what happens with him, he's Victor Stone, football scholar, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden an accident happens with an explosion or something that happens with the Parademon or something like that. And then Silas Stone's like, we have to use the mother box to fix him and throws him the mother box and then all this metal, like, you know, combines with them becomes the cyborg. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Barry Allen is Barry Allen. is like investigating a murder, and like it looks like a suicide. Or and he's lo- smart and he doesn't trip. It looks like a suicide, but it's actually a kidnapping. And so not gonna ki- not gonna let that go. And so the kidnapping then leads him to be like, oh, something's happening. People are getting taken, and that brings Batman and Flash together. Right. And at the very end, all of a sudden the invasion starts, and then everyone just kind of meets up in the middle the, of Gotham. It's just the circumstance. Yeah. So I mean, like literally, it would have been like. How the Just League new of New Fifty Two started would have been like the third act of Avengers, where everything's happening and all the heroes just like, "Hey, what are you? Hey, da da da!" And then like Flash is like, "Oh my God, you're Batman!" And then I, bring, like, I bring that up because it's like, well, then now because that's not how they came together, it's more like they were searched, like, found. Is it, and all is it that stuff. too coincidental that they're each ambassadors for this mother box? Um, and like, does that kind of weaken? Not like, necessarily for me. I thought that was really cool that, I mean, the three and utilizing three threes. Like, oh, we happen to be like the people that know about this. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the Atlanteans and the Amazons, they have a history. And I think that's always really cool that they bring that up and then they showed that. And they, they you know, to me, I think the fact of them introducing anything exterior of like the actual narrative of the film, mm-hmm. like introducing a Green Lantern in that flashback. Like, uh-huh, that's cool. I was like, OK, yeah, it wasn't the Green Lantern was I wanted. But that was okay to do. And they talked about like, even heroes from or guardians from other planets came and helped. I was like, please fucking show Oh, you know what answer. I realized also we didn't get from the trailer was whatever scene that was between Alfred and Superman. Yeah. When he said, you, he said you'd be coming. And then you don't get the shot where Bruce Wayne is like brooding and looking at like the hologram and of. He's like, I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah, we definitely didn't get that. Oh. Anyway. But anyways, jo- Josh, Josh, in more qualms. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, qualms, qualms, qualms. We should have almost not had that in here. In um, this one, the one about Batman. It deserves to be in here. It'll get in every episode. It's not the uh, one. We could talk about the one you want, but it's the one you deserve. deserve. <laughs> we we could be talking about My Little Ponies, okay. and he would somehow I look, get I look in forward there. to it every time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I this is stupid. I know that it's stupid, but I'm okay with all of the casting, yeah. all of it. When when Ben Affleck was DC has announced, great casting. When it was announced, I was like, okay, I I could be on board for that. Mm-hmm. I liked Man of Steel. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I liked um, High Five. I same. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, Batman versus Superman. I just I thought I think 
And again, I remember articles coming out when Man of Steel came out of like, oh, he's not this. And blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking care. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Anyway, I will never, ever, ever, ever accept Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> but he's such a good Riddler. I, I can't. I understand your point, but I just can't. <laughs> I watching. I just every time he's on. It's not that I don't like Jesse Eisenberg. He's great yeah. in social I, network. He's, he's great in a lot of things that he does, but in this, I just he's great in Zombieland. I can't yeah. accept it. That's I, fair. I can't. Is it about the it. character Lex as a whole, as a whole? I think right? it's, and I know very limited amount of about Lex Luthor, but I know a little I'll tell amount. You his biggest scheme is not real estate. And I know a little bit, but watching him, watching, I just, ah. Uh. Here's the thing. I enjoyed the post credit scene. I told Tom this. He toned it down a lot. And yeah. I think he got the note from someone, but he toned down that like manic uh, yeah. kind of thing he does all the, the time. The Riddler, as you say? I th- he's a perfect Riddler. I think he's a fucking perfect no, Riddler. he's not a perfect Riddler. <laughs> um, but uh, he toned it down. That post credit scene with Deathstroke toned it down perfectly. I yeah. really dug it. I, I just, I'm, I I'm hoping it stays like that because, and again, maybe like Tom said, this is me bringing my own baggage into it. Lex, my entire life has been played as this huge guy who's Clancy Brown, brilliant, but Mr. reserved, yeah. right? He's that brilliant, reserved, crazy person who wants to take over the fucking world in a sense. Yes. Um, Tom, I feel like Clancy Brown was like this. Racially ambiguous dude who likes to sling his dick around and was like, yeah, Batman, I'm going to run for president just to piss you off. And I was like, mm, fuck this guy, dude. Fuck <laughs> this guy. So I don't see him as reserved, but I mean, is Jesse Eisenberg your only qualm of Justice No, no, no. <laughs> um, I have this, God, this is another stupid qualm. I, it's just so stupid and, sh- and just silly. But Spit it out. I don't see enough of ba- Ben Affleck shirtless. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I just, I, okay, finally got it out. No. Um, I have this weird thing, and it's the same with video games. It's the same with things that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. My my wee tiny brain doesn't understand, and it is the representation of costumes for female characters oh. in different things. Okay. I don't understand strip joints. Mm-hmm. I don't understand pornography. I don't understand things because of the way things are represented. I'm like, I'm sorry, Wonder Woman, her skirt is so short. <laughs> I would say, I felt but, like this wait, skirt is the, way shorter than it was in Wonder yes, Woman. Yes, exactly. Because I saw was some it? butt cheek. I saw some I exactly. saw some inner thigh. I was like, damn, I'm, Keep seeing, in mind, some, I'm seeing some things. Her no, actual I, and comic I, you, costume is just underwear. No, I, yeah. I, I get that. It's just, it's just. And well, that's I another feel stupid bringing it up. Like anytime I, everybody at home and my fellow host, I the show has been a treasure for me because I'm not good at expressing my opinions. Yeah, and so when I have to express something like this, I get very uncomfortable and pee my pants. That's fair. No, he is peeing his pants right now. I am. Now be, as we speak. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, I'm no, in the high chair. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's just something that I've never. And it's not just this movie. It's 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 all movie. It's all movies that. So why is Laura Croft in short shorts and a tank top? Yeah. I've just never been able to understand it, Uh, even when playing the video games. Part of the things that people praised uh, Patty Jenkins for in uh, Wonder Woman was hiring a female costumer to design the costumes for the Amazons that covered their entire midriff. There's no belly showing. 
But then if you watch and this one, and they're also stylish. If you watch yeah. this one, Zack Snyder hired a guy to do the costumes, and a lot yeah. of the Amazon women are wearing these like leather straps across their breasts, showing off their midriffs. Yeah. So there's been a lot. I, I I do agree with you that it's been a been a a source problem, but for Wonder, I guess yeah. I mean, I get disorder. it. Source material. Yeah. yeah. She's her costume is much more not revealing. But there's a lot more skin, I guess you could yeah. say. It's basically underwear. I get it. But it's just one of those things that, it, and it's, again, like I said, it's not just this movie. It's it's all, like, yeah. movies that have a representation of a hero that is a female or whatever. Comic, I mean, not comic books. Um, video games do it. The, just things that you're just like, well, that doesn't. do that shit, too. You seen Power yeah. Girl? Yeah. I mean, but then you get, she like, someone like, yeah. you get someone like yeah. Scarlet Witch and... Uh, uh, Avengers 2 who is yeah. wearing a trench coat the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean well, even even Black color. Widow I she's know. wearing she's actually covered. Yeah. She's wearing her like onesie thing. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. Onesie. Onesie. Leather, leather onesie. Leather yeah. onesie. But and yeah, is it still Stealth revealing? Suit. Of course. But it's still like it's covering. I, it sounds so weird. Like do I appreciate no, Gal Gadot? No. Oh my gosh. Yes. She's Everybody a beautiful does. woman. And let me say one thing. I have my to say this. My wife appreciates her. Henry Cavill Gorgeous. is a beautiful man. Oh, yeah, he I is told my you, forever before, man crush. Before the show, what my wife and I called uh, "man from Uncle" is just beautiful people. Beautiful people. <laughs> so is, I agree with you. He is a poor, ugly man. Where bo- both my wife and I go. Although I lean more oh, towards man. Jason Momoa myself. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a, um, I, yeah, I think that's, that's a valid. Valid qualm to have. Henry Cavill? No, yeah. <laughs> you could make Henry Cavill less attractive. I would enjoy if, the movie if, much if you more. you just cast Henry Cavill as Wonder Woman. I think that's yeah, the issue. The world would be a better place. I, I mean, I mean, seriously, when when he came back to life and he's like like shirtless, you're like, oh, geez. It must really be hard to be you. Well, that's well a, isn't you know that a Snyder be, thing? No, you know he used to be fat. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, Fat Cavill. He yeah, got fat called, He was playing World of Warcraft when he got yeah. the part of Superman, by yeah. the way. What was the Zack Snyder thing? Zack Snyder's known for uh, portraying extreme masculinity well, and he very has a, ripped people, which for Superman and Batman works very well. He has that's a, like his thing. He has a gym on set. Yeah. my One of my friends actually wrapped up set for additional photography for BVS, and all he was doing for 12 hours was moving gym equipment to his Pasadena yeah. um, studio. And I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just that's that's one of his signature yeah, things. Is. is putting really ripped Bringing guys without shirts. Bringing it back. Well, but, I mean, you got Sucker Punch, which no buff guys in there. That's true. Except Oscar Isaac. And he's an ass. <laughs> which is great. But girls kicking ass in short skirts. Which is amazing. Which but is, it's just a shown in <laughs> show. I bring I think, that up. Just to, just to, on your point. I, bring, yeah. I think that's a valid thing because I think one of the things that I could have done less with, we've already touched on this, is some of those like extra jokes that Joss Whedon added. Yeah. And again, like this goes back to like, I love Joss Whedon, but like the stuff he just added to this movie, I, I really didn't like almost any of it. Just something in particular and, that you were kind of like if you saw West- on the topic is like pretty much anything. Cause I feel like anything they, I wouldn't go as far as saying like the objectified wonder woman, but yeah. like pretty much like every one of them, I feel like had some kind of sexual joke, some kind of like came on to like Alfred was like, Alfred's saying something. He's like, "I'm only interested in her her abilities that she yeah, can help out with." Like, sure you are. And then Flash falls on her boobs. And then yeah. Aquaman's like, "You're just you're, you're just beautiful. gorgeous." You're just and gorgeous. Her, her lasso yeah. happens to be the, the only person the that car, do, the only person like, that doesn't is Cyborg. But but you right. could tell that Cyborg and her have like kind of like a brother sister yeah, yeah, bond. Yeah. So it's like that's a good. That's a good I didn't, I didn't a good feel job. as bad about the the Flash one to be honest. 
I didn't either. Because I he gets out of the way, and then it's spaz. more of like a, oh, shit, and like zaps back up, and it's like, anyway. Yeah. Um, so but, I mean, but I can see uh, it from that from that perspective, it being can kind we of an issue. please, for the love of all that is good and holy in the world, say some good things about this movie? Well, I, I, said, Jesus. I said a lot of good things. Yeah, Tom's got to have qualms. If anyone's got qualms, I got qualms. I could tear apart the Dark Knight if I wanted to, all right? I could, yeah, tear, apart, I could tear apart Lawrence of Arabia if I wanted to. I, I could tear apart Lord of the Rings if I wanted to. I'm, I'm, pointing, I'm pointing at everyone. I Dark doubt Knight. you could do that. Yeah. The only problem with Dark Knight, he throws the champagne off the ledge, and then when he has the next shot, he has champagne in his glass. It's the only problem with that movie. <laughs> I want to see who the champagne lands okay, on. Okay, Tom. Anyways. Yeah. Grandpa Tom. All right, let's do it. Go time. Bone saw's ready. Um... I feel we are like, 90 minutes. Yes, we in. are. I feel like thank, y'all for thank you, everybody, listening. for listening. Seriously. I, I love Danny Elfman. Yeah. I feel like his, his score might not have been the best for this film. Really? I feel like it was very clashing sometimes because, like, I remember BVS and I was like, dum, dum, da, dum. I was like, okay, fuck yeah. Like, I wanted Mad Max yeah. music more for intense, this shit. More battle yeah. drums. And then it's like everything just always felt like when, when it was on. There was an intensity. Like, there was stakes. Like, this was, like, going to be, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be the time he's going to kill somebody. Here yeah. was, like, very heroic. And I think that's something that's good. And we can talk about that. Where, like, the Marvel thing, they get the heroes right, but the villains suck. In this one, they got the heroes working together. They mm-hmm. like each other. Yeah. And they go through their small things. But then they're characterized and they pair up in a way where, like, oh, they this is really cool. Well. Um, but then you have the CGI villain. Right, and yeah. that's something that I think no. Who did a lot of ass kicking in the beginning, and then none. Yeah, and so yeah. well, and that that's another big point where it's like I felt like there's a similarity of this to like some Bruce Tim, Superman adventures, and even Justice League. Superman's a cocky ass dude. I hope you guys know that Superman is cocky. Oh, yeah, he's like Bruce Lee. When you know you can kick everyone's ass, you get a little cocky. Yeah. Um. When Superman came in, it's like done. Plot point. You're Superman over. X Machina. Yeah. That's why he didn't like Superboy and uh, Young <laughs> Justice. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, like. He's got an ego. And for me, I was just like, once Superman became in the picture, like, Stephen Wolf is done. It's like, oh, the done. movie needs to end. Let's bring in Superman. Yeah. He's, he's the big gun. And, yeah. and and Batman has called him the big gun for a lot of things. And it was really cool that they mentioned that as Lois Lane's the big gun. Ooh. And I called that too. Yeah. I did during the movie. I was like, it's Lois Lane. Um, <laughs> I think a qualm of mine was just kind of like, there was just. So much I wish could have happened more. I mean, like, so the big thing that BVS didn't have was, like, quote-unquote breathing time and breathing time for letting the emotions to sit. Yeah. This one had a little bit more to it, but it's just kind of like you didn't need it this time. Mm-hmm. Like, there was times between Aquaman and Bruce Wayne where it was like you didn't need that. There was some plot hole things where it's like, dude, you're, he's blatantly talking about your secret identity and you don't give a fuck. It's like, just like a bet. Okay, Bruce Wayne. It's like, oh, come on. Like, I know, like, yeah, we're in a different fucking country, but it's like, come on. And it's like when Batman gets the the robber for the first time and he looks at the three squares on the wall, he's like, Alfred. He's like, Alfred, why the fuck do you use his name? It's oh, yeah. like, Jesus Christ. It's like, come on. And it's like, th- those, were, those were the small things that I noticed, like, in Batman vs. Superman. Bruce Wayne is literally walking down Lex Luthor's, like, stairway and he doesn't notice Superman's following him. Like I, I know you're old, but are you that old? There was, yeah, that was. I mean, one of my issues with Batman vs Superman is Batman deems Superman the biggest threat the planet's ever heard, and then it took some, take him a year and a half to even start to do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, they, I mean, that aside, I, I, I agree with what you're 
the point you're making right now. Yeah. I just think it's, there's some character flaws. Yeah. I think that's DC's biggest thing is that its characters aren't quite up to snuff yet. Yet. And so, I mean, the big thing for me, like, I, again, like, I feel like there's a bunch of people that didn't, that who didn't like BVS, like Justice League, and people who liked BVS didn't like Justice League. And for me, my, my rough thing is like, you're kind of, I feel like a reason why they're having such an identity crisis because you want them to be Marvel. You want them to be funny. You want them to be Some light. You want do. them to not be dark and brooding. And you'll you'll point a finger and say Dark Knight Rises, which which you should have been. And then also when they try to do it in space, you're not going to like it because it doesn't work. It doesn't fit. Yeah. And th- that was my thing. Was like I felt like this film had such a tough time with its own identity. Mm-hmm. And this time, like you have Bruce Wayne, who's like literally now the butt of every joke, who's Who's literally He's so useless in this movie? Who's like literally showing, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like Zack Snyder's talked about in, in panels, where he's like, "Who could win a fight, Batman versus Superman?" This is before BVS, and Zack Snyder's like, "Come on!" And that's the thing. It's like in the comic world, as much as we want to say and love it, it's like Batman could have any type of fucking advantage, and now have the fight and all that stuff. But it's like you literally have Superman who can keep up with the Flash, who could think faster than he a can't, bullet, though. Keep up with, <laughs> um, not beat. Um, who uh, could think faster than a bullet, you know, who can breathe in the vacuum, who can, who doesn't need to breathe. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Like once you, you have to put the reality in it. It's like the reality is that Batman is a man and a man and a man is a man. At the end of the day, he's a man. Like, and the man cannot like in the comic book world, Batman could bench a ton. That's not humanly possible. Right. And I think to, to kind of, uh, to your point about Superman in this movie, uh, and in Man of Steel, people are like, well, he's an asshole. He destroyed that guy's truck and he destroyed the satellite. And I was like, well, have you see, read the comics? Or He's kind of a dick all he, the time. Like, that's very Superman. Those two moments in the movie, I was like, yeah, that's Superman. Yeah. And <laughs> kind of a like, dick. He's slightly justified, but then sometimes the, you know, like the punishment's way worse than the actual crime. Yeah. Or like that thing where he's like, I can move the planet out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and so, I mean, there's some things I liked about it that they were trying to do that connected to, like, the animated series. But it's just like... Sometimes it doesn't work, especially if, like, we wanted, like, some drama to it. And I feel like that was just robbed of this film because, like, yeah. everyone just wants this vanilla thing. And, like, there's some sequences that took place during the day, which I like. And, I mean, Nolan has said, like, we could take place in the day when we have the budget and we know what we can do with it. But we have to use the night in order to cover ourselves up. And that's why, some like, Batman Begins took place primarily at night. Yeah. And Dark Knight took mainly in during the day. And so this one's, like, there's a lot of day stuff, which felt like... Okay, let's do it, and then we're gonna see the CGI for what it is, and that's like yeah. the rough part. Um, I don't like a lot of the tonal changes. Like, I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff you could just tell. Like, we talked about Thor and how like Hella like destroyed the the hammer in a city, then all of a sudden it was like in a valley, and like I didn't like that change. And then so seeing a red sky was cool, but then all of a sudden going, thinking about it, it's like we could have just had a gray sky. It would have been just fine. Yeah. But then everyone would have been like, that would have been bland. If you look at Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League, you couldn't tell they're from the same director. And that's I a really thing. Because you know why? Yeah. Fans fucking kept yelling about it. Oh, Batman, Superman doesn't give a shit about human life. So, hey, look, we're going to have the entire fight sequence at a harbor. Don't worry, no one's here. And no one's been here. It's like they had to throw that line in just to appease everyone because apparently no one gives a shit about life. You had that fucking stupid storyline about a family in a goddamn middle of nowhere just so you could say, hey, there's people here. He does care. Hey, look, in the middle of fighting this world-ending monster, he's going to save 30 people because everyone wants to see that shit. How many people are fucking saved? In, in, in Avengers, well, 
I mean, and True. to counter your Good argument, point. they could have just fucking done what Avengers did and just gone ahead with it anyway, and it worked out fine. Gone away with what? Like, there could be people in the harbor. I mean, it's it to a point, yes, it's the fans, some of them speaking out, but at the same time, take some artistic, you know... Which they did, and then all of a sudden they got shitted on for it. And that's the in thing I get, I, get, I get irritated about. It's like, Wait, in what? Like, taking artistic, like, liberties? Yeah. Like, taking artic- artistic liberties, like, saying, like, cool, we're going to show Doomsday at his, at his, like, first phase. It's like, well, that's not him. It's like, all right, well, fine. Steppenwolf is a pretty shitty villain, just to give you guys a heads up. Like, he's not, he's like, it's like, hey, here's, like, a Batman movie, and then Robin's the main character. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. It's like yeah. Dark Side's the villain, and we're going to give you his sidekick as the main villain for this first movie. I dig it. Yeah, it's like okay. Loki's the villain well, of Avengers, was, and yeah. we're going to give him his like little imp. <laughs> that's going to be his actual. It's like, hmm. <laughs> but I got it. And the thing is, like, you could tell. And, and I don't know what I don't know why, but the Steppenwolf from BVS is a different Steppenwolf from this one. Like the Steppenwolf from BVS is like you don't he doesn't have eyes he looks more like an orc from Lord of the Rings I don't know why but it's whatever wouldn't wouldn't Steppenwolf be the Loki to Darkseid's Thor uh, Thanos mm, yeah I guess because he's like he's just there to like prep like, the prep the world or prep to me the area. I, I think a better comparison would be Silver Surfer to to a to Silver a Surfer Galactus to, to right yeah. yeah okay um but in a weird way okay I mean. Uh, there, there's there's things about it, but I think I'll talk about it more about the things I like. So let's. Oh, yeah. I think we want to move on. I have two questions I'd like to go around the horn for. Yeah. Favorite character in the film, and favorite moment. Who's going first? I mean, I'll start it off. Favorite. Okay, wait. wait. Favorite. Do we want to do favorite Justice League character and then favorite character in the movie, just so that we kind of get a good. Oh yeah. I, so I'm not going to be able. Favorite to really. Justice League character is Flash. Favorite in the movie was. Wonder okay. Woman or Cyborg? I I really like Cyborg in it. Um, uh, my my favorite moment. I have two. My gut reaction favorite moment was uh, Flash running behind Superman. Ah, oh, damn it! And seeing his <laughs> eye turn and just being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. yeah. But like, still staying one step ahead of him the entire yeah. time as he's like watching it a second time. You definitely see Flash is still faster. Yeah. And, but it's just, it's just the fact that like that Superman keeps going. Bear keeps swinging, like just swinging yeah. at him over and over again. And he's like, what the fuck do I never dealt with this? Yeah. Uh, I dug that. And then as I thought about the movie more, my, my other favorite moment was when uh, Superman and Cyborg pull the boxes apart, mother boxes apart. And they're oh, lying yeah. there for a minute and they just start laughing. And then Superman goes... You know what? I'd rather be dead. And then Cyborg's so like, I can't. My toes hurt. How does that make sense? <laughs> I don't even was, understand the physics of that. <laughs> there was. It's just like this really cool moment because they don't really know each other beyond probably what Cyborg knows of who Superman is, mm-hmm. um, and Superman really knows only knows about who Cyborg is in that moment. That he's like, he's here. He's trying to help out. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Let's do this. And they do it. And they pull it off. And they just have this very. And I think that's that's kind of where the character stuff comes in. Like that that kind of stuff is really helpful for me to want to care about these characters. Like by the end of the film, I probably cared the most about those two, even though I didn't give a shit about Superman until that moment. Um, and it's just that like thing where I just want to see more of the humanity in each of them, I guess. And so I really that moment stuck out to me. 
to me, uh, it, it is uh, my my answer was going to be the the field scene where Flash is running into Superman. Yeah, sees him, sees him. Oh, cool! Uh, because yeah. to me, that kind of like I, I really dig that kind of like character interaction. That's just like within just the characters, without like away from the sort of grand like threat or whatever. Like it reminded me of kind of like the um, the scene in Avengers One. Where like Thor like overcharges Iron Man, huh. like oh, even though it wasn't kind of the same. Oh yeah, it wasn't the same I, cadence, but like it, like I just love to see that kind of like interaction between the characters and what well, they can it, do. It builds that little bit of like, oh now I care, I care a little more. Yeah, um, but then, so yeah, I'll just say that was my favorite moment. Favorite uh, Justice League character, favorite Justice, favorite Justice League, League character, character is, comics and then movie. Yeah, it's a uh, Batman and Batman, <laughs> <laughs> um, and cliche for me to say that but like for me i'm i'm with you tom where it's like this is snyder's run and it's like but i feel that on a grander scale with batman so like that was burton's run this is that was nolan's run this is snyder's run of batman and i'm i was so excited to get more of affleck and like i'm so sad that like He's they had creative differences or whatever happened that he's not like directing the Batman movie or mm. like that's not happening anymore. What is he? Is he still? Is there he's still, still a, in it? He's still, still slated it. to. Act. I think he's because he have more. There's, more, some, there's he rumors more saying that he left. wants to use this movie as a vehicle to get out. As a, right. And Terrio's no longer in the writer. And yeah. I'm sad about that because it's like that would have been so perfect. And like I was giddy as like Kevin Smith was. Yeah. I'm sure. Like when I first heard about that because I was Kevin like. Smith. Because Kevin Smith always like thought that like that Ben Affleck would make a great Batman, and like it finally happened. And I remember like listening to his podcast when like Zack Snyder showed him like that shot of that first shot we saw of like the black him gray. Yeah, with the... like he showed oh, it. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. He showed it to Kevin Smith before like anyone out. else Whoa. like saw it. And so he was just like when he saw that like Kevin Smith was just like fuck yeah like that's awesome. And like when I saw it, I was like oh. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, this I is agree. the first time we get a like, black and gray. And, and yeah. like, his performance wasn't perfect, but I, I attribute a lot of that to like the weird, like, comedy that didn't quite land. And I would have dug a, it, but I, like, I would have dug a Batman movie before this. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would, and like, even though I didn't like Suicide Squad, I think it's worth mentioning. Like, I, I dug that he was in it. Yeah. It was like sprinkled in there, kind of like for world building purposes. And like, I just love the idea of like maybe having another Joker Joker movie with him in it or something like that, or explaining that you know, yeah, diving in deeper. But I just feel like so many missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. But I still I still really liked Ben Affleck and Batfleck Batfleck like in love. Yajwa. Um. Well, it looks like it's almost unanimous. I um I loved that scene. The when flash when the Superman. Flash is running around the Superman. But I actually like that whole scene. Um, when my, of the whole movie, what I was most excited about was Superman coming back to life. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know how they were going to do it. I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly happy with how it was done, but I was glad that he was back. And it made sense to me it that... It was the only time Flash was useful. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, but anyway, um, I I enjoyed that whole scene because it's, in my mind, I go, that makes sense. You woke him up from the dead. 
he's yeah pissed yep kind of like he doesn't yeah. know who he is he's got all this power and they're trying and i thought it was a lot of fun to just see everybody and batman ju- i mean not batman sorry superman just out of his wits and it was almost okay except cyborg's armor going all a wall yeah. shooting at him i think that was a really cool thing too because in the death of superman um they kind of explain it where his body was in like a coma a deep yeah. coma where like he had one heartbeat per day and that's yeah. why no one could really tell if he was because again, it's Kryptonian physiology that they don't have to understand. And I I like how Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne had to explain that he's like we don't with like his body is something we don't understand. His body is more powerful than the Earth itself, and so only something as powerful as something that can create an Earth or create a planet like a mother box can probably bring him back to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I was like, that's that's cool, I, and I think that's an interesting thing. In lieu of not having a black suit, which I fucking wanted so bad. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's also kind of like we wanted Wolverine in the fucking Savage Wolverine with the yellow and then also with the headgear, which we finally got seven movies later, which is like, okay, cool. Did we get Um, it? In uh, Apocalypse, you got uh, the the Wolverine with the headgear, which is like, all right, cool. Um, I also enjoyed the post credit scene of Flash and Superman. I, I I know that it has really no purpose, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things that it's always kind of that like, hey, isn't that funny? It's always well, kind of like, like that. It's like the shawarma like, shop. It's, yeah, it yeah. makes, I mean, it's it's another one of those like caring about the characters a little more, seeing them interact yeah. in a way. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, um, like that's a little, I mean, for those small little fans, they love, they, they like that shit. For anyone who watched the Superman animated where like they ran around the world to see who can like race for like a charity and shit. But, like, <laughs> they're like, well, I've never seen the, the, the ocean or whatever he says. Oh, never the Pacific the, coast. Ne- I've never seen the Pacific coast. It's just like, yeah, cause they can, that's Corey's favorite part that. that he has no sense of direction. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I honestly, like, I feel like that's a pretty weak plot device, but honestly, it makes it a device where it's, like, the fastest man in the world who can get to a place within, like, a second doesn't know where the fuck he's going, and that's why he takes him a little bit long. Because the thing that I found so poetically beautiful about The Flash, he's the fastest man on Earth, yet he's always a second too late to save someone he really cares about. And he's like, how the fuck is that possible? Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, because he fucking doesn't know where he's going. I was like, so it's going to be weird for him to develop and also, like, get a sense of direction and also justify that. It was probably because he's having to, like, run around the world billions of times before he can do something. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Maybe he and I want to, I want to anyone listening again, flash is my favorite, which is why I'm being overcritical. Of You're this. being super critical. dude. I know <laughs> he didn't know what direction he was going, Corey, because being he didn't super know what direction critical. he was going in his life. Jesus oh, Christ. We got really heavy. Uh, Tom, God. favorite. No, I didn't oh, get he, to say, oh, um, favorite justice league character, not That's right. to movie. Um, not to movie. It's it's really hard because Batman and Superman really are, they're pretty much equal to me in terms of their importance, importance to me. Yeah. I don't know what this is. He just, this, he's just putting doing, his hands together like fist, like, like he's going to fist bump someone with both hands. They're, they're equal um, to me. Um, but in the movie, I, I really enjoy. I was going to say more like Doc Brown connecting cables. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> crossing streams. <laughs> um, I, oh, damn it. I, Hippolyta, I know. I think it would be Stephen. No, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I think it would probably be Superman. All right. Okay. I, I, I dig it. I'm. I'm really. He it's has my heart. Yeah, I heart him. Thomas. So 
I think I'm the only one that kind of has like some positive things to say, even though I can rip it apart and all and stuff like that. But like, I said a lot of positive things. We said some positive things. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, because I feel like I don't have one favorite part. There's a lot of great parts strung together, and that's I feel like it's tough. And I felt like I've talked about this before with Spider-Man: Homecoming, where I felt like that was a Frankenstein film because it felt like it took a lot of best parts of other Spider-Man movies and put it into this. But one. the question was your favorite moment. Your favorite part, I, not I, all the favorite. I'm, I'm parts. gonna I'm gonna have to string along some, some, not two like Corey. Some because I really did because like, the thing about Zack Snyder, I love that he can always show a world that's in peril, and so the opening sequence I really like because it's like it shows the world in a shit place and it shows like how the reality is like there are fuck like uh, some you should have said moment yeah favorite moment sorry no, uh, um, there is some parts where it's like the world's shit and like you see people who like. Um, are being like having their like front of their grocery store destroyed and like it's playing with the same music. It reminded me a lot of the watch of Watchmen. And okay. I love yeah. like yeah. that sequences. Yeah. I love I love his like slow mo intros like titling sequences and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so my absolute favorite 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 moment is probably when Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman are like are arguing. Yeah, and they're in the hangar and he is pressing on. Her. He's like, "You were an inspiration, yet I'd never heard of you until that night." And it's yeah. like, and, and I never heard of you until Lex Luthor took a picture of your of your ex boyfriend. Oh, he brings and, up Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, yeah. Bruce, you have to forgive yourself. Blah blah. You did not kill him. He's like, but I was there, and he died. It's like, oh, are you telling me to get over it? Is that that is that what Steve told you? And then she punches him. And to me, I was like, that was a really big moment because it just felt like Batman in the comic books is an asshole. Like, not like a, like super asshole, but he's a snarky, douchey. Like, I say funny. I'm things. smarter than everyone. I got this. And, and he's sassy. Wonder Woman's like truth and like just always like up for the fight. You know, the Flash is a little bit typically. What's her line about ice cream? She loves ice cream. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is, he's like, this is great. You, you should, should be, be proud. proud of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's all about truth and, you know, wisdom. And, you know, she's up for, she's always up for a fight. And that, and that was like a, a really good thing to see. And like, and I think that's one thing I loved that they try to do is that they try to incorporate some of that Bruce Tim. Um, love that like br- like Batman and Wonder Woman have this connection and they have this like there's a love between them and they show that in the Justice League Justice Justice League animated series and I- I've always I- I've always appreciated that and so seeing them get to that point and then the next shot is when they're actually going to try to revive Superman he's like I never tried to like, save it I was like mm. and then later on they continue that where she's like she's happy that Superman's back and they won the fight and he's like oh now she's happy it's like Yes, I want this relationship to happen because it's something I grew up with, and that's baggage I brought. Right. So. What is this? Some kind of Justice League? <laughs> <laughs> we should have our own Justice League of our own. Yeah. Um, favorite. Uh, um, Batman is my favorite out of the comic, and right. in this movie, I think it's Batman still. It's Batman that still is. because even though I didn't do anything, <laughs> even Batman, Batman wow. still because the thing is like you get to know Batman a lot more, and that's the tough thing with this film. It's like you get like Batman physically on the battlefield shows how like sometimes he's not useful, and and Alfred says like, hey, those are our big guns. Those are some fucking big ass guns, and Bat- Batman the entire time is pretty much just like feeling like shit because he let Superman die, and he's like Superman's the only one that could have saved this world, and I let him die, and he's like that whole line was like he's more human than I ever was. Like, he had a life. You know, he has all this power, yet he chose to live. I like that line, too. And there's other parts where, you know, he's talking with Wonder Woman. He's, you know, he's saying, like, you know, that man, that part with heart, like, I meant mm-hmm. it. And, like, how he con- orchestrates the ho- Lois Lane coming in to intervene. Like, that shows the Batman that I love. The Batman that always has a plan. And that's something no movie has actually ever had, other than Dark Knight. 
Other than Dark Knight. Other than Dark Knight, when he had the sonar equipment, and he says, mm-hmm. when you're done, put your name in. Like, he yeah. knew that Lucius was going to leave. And so, like, seeing that happen, because like, I'm, I'm, I'm very tired of, like, a Batman that doesn't do detective work and that doesn't have a plan for everything. And those are the things that made Batman Batman and which makes the reason of, like, oh, because Batman. Like, Batman wins in a fight because it's because Batman. Yeah. So, I mean. I thought they did great in the Nolan films with him being doing detective work. I mean, the, the one shot to me was, like, when, like, he was doing the ballistics of the bullet. And then the second time was when he looked up Catwoman Heist, but then Heist was spelt wrong, so that was like stupid. Yeah, and but facial tracking. I figured out like the parade. <laughs> yeah, he went in like streets because it was middle of the day. Yeah, so I mean, like, oh, it was really cool to kind of like actually have him in this lab and stuff yeah. like that in a big, fully loaded like bat cave instead mm-hmm. of like. And that's the sad thing with Nolan. Like, it's they never got to have a huge cave. They never yeah. got to have like the giant penny or the animatronic T Rex or like yeah. the freeze gun. <laughs> like, you don't. You're <laughs> playing cards. Like, we can have that in this one. We can have it, but we like. And that's why, like, I'm so I'm still excited to see it. I'm excited to see what Atlantis yeah. looks like. I'm excited to see what the speed force. I think Aquaman's gonna like. be dope. Joyce Momoa was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was a really good. I thought you Aquaman. said Joyce. Yep, Joyce Momoa. <laughs> Joyce <laughs> drinks mimosas. Um, yes, and I, and I mean, I I really love the fact that like Aquaman was the savage Aquaman here. And to me, I'm like uh, like referencing Brave and the Bold Aquaman, who's like, I'm here to fight. I'm a jolly dude. Let's do it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm all in. I'm all in. Instead of like. The pretty boy who's kind of yeah. like, I am the king and I'm righteous as hell. I'm I'm more I'm like very That's much the like, only Aquaman that I knew yeah. of, yeah. and and that played a lot to like Marvel's version, okay. which is Submariner, aka Namor, which is like this pompous asshole who's trying to get Susan Storm to marry him, which yeah. is dumb. I really but, liked it. Ride's not over yet. My man, my man, loved yeah, it. My man. <laughs> uh, wow, that was a thank you all for sticking around for this yeah. long. This episode is almost as long as the movie it is about. Yes, this yes. is true. So, so press play at the beginning of the movie when it comes out, and then just thank you. Except WB and holding us down. Yeah, yeah. 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 So shall we? Going. Shall we hold on for like Another 15 minutes. more minutes <laughs> <laughs> to show them that people have that um, attention which we care? But, I feel good. I feel but, good. So. Hey, everyone listening, you know, get, do some homework, watch some animated series, read some comics. Watch yeah. the movie. Apparently, I have watch to go and read some comics and learn more yeah. about yeah. Look, I know there's one playing so right now. <laughs> um, but also, tell us what you think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. please share with us. We love hearing from y'all. Yes, we've been, we've been getting lots of comments. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. not always good. That's okay. It's okay. That's okay. All level of comments are welcome here. All, All level. level. Oh, wait. Rating. Oh no, yeah, no. stars. Rating. Mm. Yep, stars. I don't it's like happening. That. I don't do, like we've done it every that. time. We're, it's our thing. I know, now. but it's just I do it's it. It's our thing, and we're owning it. It's a token that doesn't mean anything. It's like whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Okay. Points the that don't matter. Fine. Points that don't matter. Fine. Everyone's looking at me, so I'll go first. Of course, you'll go first. You usually go last. It's I your know. idea. It's like we're playing tag. It was your idea to it's play Tom the game, tag. so you're it. <laughs> I give it a 3.9. Oh. Wow. wow. Okay. What else well. did you give it 3.9? You gave Thor a 3.9. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, because, what? Yeah? I give Thor a 3.9 because I feel like it was two movies. I give this a 3.9 because I know that this wasn't everything I should have been. Okay. I, f- I dig it. And... If I did see it, I would have liked it. Okay. More. Okay. And that's what's not that's why it's not a four. My points, like my like three point somethings are like very big. It's a scale of one to five, but really there's like fifty points. There uh it's it's like a ruler. There's like a <laughs> uh 
I would probably give it a 3.94. 3.9476. So 3.9? I'm going to cut you off at at the point, the first point. So 3.9? Write it down. Fine. All right. Fine. Fine. Ali? I'm going to give it a 2.5. All right. And it only got that 0.5 because I really like Batman and Wonder Woman in it. All right. Grandpa Ali. Yep. Record shows today. Is that the lowest score? No. No, so I can see it in Corey's eyes. I can see it in his eyes. Corey's putting We're about a to hold hands victory again. sign. It's a, two. <laughs> it's a two for me. I think it has so much potential. I think there was a lot of shit that was cut out that was really important to the story. You know what your voice just sounded me like to me? about the characters. What? Do you remember in Sixth Sense, you know, the guy at the beginning that kills uh, Bruce Jesus Willis's character Christ. where he goes, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Because you just said Jesus. the way that you said uh, two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel no, you know, two two point two point three. I, I mean oh, okay. It, it there was a lot missing. I'm gonna stick with I'll stick with two. I hope I'm going I'm west. gonna stick two. I'm gonna stick two. I'll stick with what I said. I hope I'm going east. Yeah, that fucking killed me. Oh my god. I what have you done, Ollie? This is score. east, and then five minutes of film goes by, we cut back to flash. This is definitely east. Fuck you. Corey's Joss like, you know what? That's Joss Whedon. I know it. Come oh on, Josh, you're better than that. Yeah, you're better than that. Anyway, two. Again, two. it sounded like you said, Josh, gonna, you're better than that. No, it's a two. <laughs> just Josh and you. And if there's, a, if there's an ultimate edition that comes out, I will reevaluate my rating. Re-evaluate. I always reevaluate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, you heard it. It is, ladies, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, of the people that watch it. We are watch. four minutes away from watch. being the whole movie. <laughs> We are yeah. four minutes away, um, and it is currently in the middle of the night. Yeah, this and is I how had a migraine this morning, so I love you all, and I'm still here. This is how much we enjoy doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, by the way, this episode is coming out on Thursday, Thanksgiving. So, yes. so happy holidays, everybody. Yep. Happy holidays. So listen to this while you go get fat. Happy, yeah. And yeah. Eat, eat whatever you eat. Why on you got to judge? Day. Why I, you got to judge? I, I mean, get fat on food. I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. YOLO. You only live once. So I, and I will I will say just a big yeah. a, I think no I I want to speak for the rest of us and want to say that I want DCU to continue to make yes. films oh yes. my Absolutely. gosh yes and you know all, as well it's a learning experience because the thing and is and this is to the studios leave the fucking directors alone let them make the movie they want to make I'm gonna say like this I won't compare them to them but they've we've all had our Daredevils we've all had our Ghost Riders we've yep. all had those films well here's the thing I mean everybody at home we. We come together, like you always say, and you joke about analyze, to analyze these things. We come together to talk. We we come together to talk. We're we're not, when we set out to do this show, it wasn't to review things. It was to talk about things and have some fun and talk about the things that we like to talk about. Sometimes I don't know what everybody is talking about. I'd call it an opinion talk show. An opinion talk show. (laughs) So, yes, we said some things that we didn't like, but overall, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I'm going to watch I it again. I want more. I'm going to see it again. I'm definitely going to watch it again. Yeah. Um, speaking of Thanksgiving, I want to thank anyone who, who bought all our shirts. So far. So yes. far, we've got thank some shirt so sales. So to yeah. all y'all, y'all know who you are. Thank you very much. They're still on sale. Yes, they you are. want to check them out uh, until, what's the last day? Uh, December 6th. December 6th is your last Josh, chance. if I wanted to buy a shirt, where would I go? That's oh, right. my gosh. I'm glad you asked, Ollie. There are so many places that you can go. You can go on Instagram. The link is on the bio. What is that bio? What is that uh, profile? It is Nerd on the Podcast. You can go on Twitter. It's there too. Uh, Nerd on the Pod. You can go to Facebook. Just search Nerd on the Podcast. You can go to YouTube. All of our episodes are there. 
They all are usually within a few hours or the next day. They're always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What if they uh, forget everything? Oh, yeah. If they forget every everything. Everything. Revaluate. It's late. It's, it's very late. Evaluate. Um, if they, and I got to get up early. Anyway, um, if you forget any, all of that, everything, you're. Remember tires, one thing. Remember one thing. Nerdonthepodcast.com. There it is. I don't even think I can do my own there. social media. <laughs> Where you can also don- donate if you like. Yeah. Yes, you can. Where can they find you, Josh? You can find me on Instagram, Joshua S. Manley. I almost said nerd on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is you true. Fi- it is true. What you about can find Twitter? Me. You can find me on Twitter, just Josh and you. God damn, don't look you, at me. You can find me on Facebook, Joshua Manley. Always, I'm always open to you guys reaching out to me, asking questions. Somebody reached out to me about audio. I love that. Ask questions. Um, I hate we're, that. we're actually <laughs> we're actually going to be releasing a special episode soon that we go into all of our creative endeavors. It's mm-hmm. just going to be kind of a bonus episode about us. So make sure you hit subscribe to everything. Yeah, um, you can find me on IMDb, Joshua Sterling. If you want to look into some of my credits, um, my website. Uh, sounds like sterling.com. Uh, you can find me on PSN, uh, sterlingj85. Let's play. It'll be fun. Coolio. Ali, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at futurefoe. You can find me on Facebook at futurefoe or slash futurefoe place. Uh, you can find me on Blizzard, uh, futurefoe pound 11785. Let's play some video games. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. So, yeah. Let's talk about Batman. Mr. Uh, Powers. You can find me uh, and the stuff I make with Tom. At We Are Storyboard, B O R E D, uh, on Instagram or WeAreStoryboard.com. You can find me at Corey89, or you can find me uh, on Blizzard. It's Corthan, uh, pound1929. So find me, let's play some games. Here's the Storm, Warcraft, whatever it is. Is that a randomized number? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Thomas. You can find me at Tall, Dark, Not Ugly on everything on everything Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. You can find me as Thomas Reborsuit on IMDb and YouTube and Vimeo. And. You can find some awesome stuff from Capeless Crusaders at thecapelesscrusaders.com and on their podcast. Yes. Shout out. Thank you, everyone, that's been listening to us nerd on about comic books and For rants two hours. and <laughs> analyze and discuss. Yes. Um, it's one of our so. favorite uh, times of the week. It's my favorite time of the week. Yeah, I get to I meet with these guys yeah. and talk about stuff. So and thanks things. for joining us. And we guys. love hearing that you guys love hearing us. Yeah. yeah. And so keep that Feels up. Good. Share the love, y'all. Thank you so much, everybody at home, for listening. As always, Nerd On! Ending Broadcast.